What the, what do you want? I fed you at like 530. When, <laughs> when you woke my ass up. Go go away. Go away. Okay, she's gone. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be how you start the podcast. Yes, it will. What are you doing? I already fed you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the TryGames.net podcast. I'm back in America and I'm really hyper. No, I'm actually, no, I'm not really hyper. I'm actually really tired because I woke up. Yes, I woke up at 6. No, I woke up at 5.50 or 5.30 or something before 6 yesterday on Friday, Saturday, Friday the 4th of December. For a, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. For, for a conference call for work. Okay, yesterday. After having still been jet lagged, all right. After having woken up at 6:30 the night before for a 7 a.m. conference call, mind you, I'm not a morning person. So all you morning people who are all like, "Oh, give me a break," I'm not a morning person. I go to sleep past midnight every night. That's that's, that's just how I roll. And and Uh-oh. waking waking <laughs> waking up that early is not uh, not uh, it's not part of my religion. So yeah. So yesterday was a was a piece of crap. Uh, I actually. After finishing work at like, I don't know, seven or eight, I I plopped down on the couch to watch Terminator Salvation, which I got on Blu-ray. And oh, uh, you got the special R-rated version uh, with the special R-rated scenes uh, that have R-rated sound. It's, I don't know. They had this stupid commercial that made me think that Terminator Salvation wasn't coming out on on DVD because they were like only on Blu-ray. You know what's R-rated about it? When he stabs the dude with the screwdriver, you see it. Oh, big whoop. Oh wait a minute! That is a PG thirteen movie, isn't it? Yes. Oh, and, and, see. and it's really stupid why it's PG. Like, like I wish Tony were here so he could rant about that. But it's like <laughs> stupid things like, oh, you can only say the f word once, and you can't show yeah, impacts when you stab or shoot people. MPA. But it ma- so it makes a difference when you actually show the impact. Even though it's stupid. Anyway, um, and that's not a movie that you fall asleep during because, like, it's loud. And I fell asleep. And uh, I woke up on the couch like, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that, that would mean that with yesterday being Friday, that means that uh, the, the fourth, that means today is Saturday the fifth for sure. and it's 1121 AM. And that's what we do on Saturdays. We record this podcast, uh, about video games, not about Terminator salvation, <laughs> but although it's a good diversion. Yeah. Um, well the resident female Peter is not here. He's in Peter, Pennsylvania, getting drunk off his ass with his old friends. At 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yes, specifically at 11 o'clock. No, he's either out getting drunk or he's hungover and asleep right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not here today. So uh, we, we, we will, as one of my friends likes to say, we will press on. We will press on. But I am your host, uh, Austin, uh, on the site we're known as, well, I am, there's only one of me, so I'm known as Mr. Chupon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and above me in the in the uh, internet sphere, somewhere in like the vapors of the web, is Al. I'm more east of you. Physically, you are. <laughs> internet wise, you you could be anywhere. That's for sure. Technically depends speaking, depends on my address. Um, and depends on uh, what the difference of that is. So anyway, I'm known on the site as the Antipode, and. I did mean to ask you a question. I might answer uh, it. You might answer. Might it. not. You might not. 
Now, did you know that Mr. Chupon is in Final Fantasy VII? Uh, as Typhon, as a summon Typhon, I believe. More, actually, it's more like Typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of that yeah, he's Typhoon. Wow. But um, I, I didn't know. I actually had no idea because I never went into that ancient forest at the end of Final Fantasy VII. I just figured I it out. On PC. Oh, when you played it on PC. Yeah, I played it on PC. Like, you and know, then like, yeah, that's the, that's why I first played it too. And then you played it on PSP, and like you actually went there. Yeah, I actually went there because I did like a whole bunch of extra shit. Like I actually beat the. Well, not you actually, liar! I did some things that I didn't mean to do. But I did them anyway because I found out it was actually not as hard as I thought it was when I was younger. I, I have, like, I got the golden chocobo, and it took me, like, 25 you li- I have your ass, not you, but your ass, on record a couple of episodes ago saying, I'm going to straight shoot that. I'm not doing any of that extra shit. I know. And, you know, it's <laughs> funny because I did it, and I got Knights of the Round, right? But I did not beat Safer Sephiroth with Knights of the Round. I beat him the normal way. With Typhoon. Aw. <laughs> I probably had him in my uh, summon. Li- I didn't have him in my summon, but I actually cast him in summon just to see what it looked like, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Chupon!" He's pink. Yeah, but I, I finally figured it out. It's supposed to be Typhoon. Yeah, I, I didn't ty- realize that because the whole time they said Typhon, and I thought it was like you know just some random translation, oh. uh, not even translation, but the, it was just some Japanese thing. And when it mm. came over to the states in six, they didn't know how to translate it, so they said Chupon. And then yep. when I saw him in seven, I didn't realize it was spelled Typhoon. I th- I thought it was Typhon. Yeah, they forgot the uh, the H. I thought it was Typhon, and then I and then the, the way that they spelled it in all subsequent releases was Typhon, and I'm like, all right, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, sure, Typhon. And now it's stupid ass translation. Uh, yes, so that makes complete sense given that he sneezes at you and knocks yeah. you off the airship, and he's very taciturn. Taciturn. And Ultros goes gwee hee hee hee, and he's not Taciturn. Uh, and uh, Ultra Uncle Ulti or Ultra. Let me let me let me take a look at my. This is how obsessed I was with Final Fantasy VI back then, and I am not today. Hey, only Final Fantasy VI I, had a, a a very very nice uh, lore. Second best game of all time. No, I'm I'm exaggerating. But second favorite of all time, depending on my mood. <laughs> if if Metroid Prime is making me mad, then it is the first favorite game of all time for me. But my C drive is named Mr. Chupon. <laughs> my D drive is named Uncle Ulti, and my E drive is named Funbaba. And I only and I only name things Funbaba because I like the way they spell it. I actually hate him because he was hard, and I couldn't beat him the first time. Achoo. No, I don't really hate him. I yeah. What? Achoo. Sure. Achoo. Achoo. Hey. Achoo. You play video games, right? Yeah, I do. What'd you play this week? Ooh, What'd you play the past see, two weeks? Yeah, the past two weeks is probably more important. Uh, I beat Final Fantasy VII, uh, as you could probably tell by uh, our previous conversation. Um, see, I think I beat it. I don't finish it on a Saturday. Uh, last Saturday. Mm. The day we had off. Mm. Uh, I, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Oh my I god, did... time out. Wait, before you go on, I just realized... Both previous podcasts are actually uploaded before we record this one. Oh yeah! Holy shit, <laughs> go on. Sorry, it was Finally. it was it was it's a miracle in life for me. Um, so what did I do? I finished it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I uh, it was weird is that I you know at the end uh 
which everybody who listens to this podcast should have already finished Final Fantasy VII, but if not, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler vampire. Um, spoiler vampire. It's like the final. Um, <laughs> the Bizarro Sephiroth. Yeah. Where you have to fight him with two parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't give a damn about that, so I only had one party, like my main party, which in this case was Cloud Baron Tifa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all equipped and ready to go to whoop ass. And then the other three people were Sid, Vincent, and Cat Sith. And they had absolutely nothing. So their commands were all attack, attack, attack. <laughs> Oops. And I made a mistake because I was in a rush. I made a mistake and switched over to them. And I was so oh, shit. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to fucking die. And um, I got lucky and I knocked out one of the uh, one of the body parts with them just doing attacks. His dick. Sorry. And... Um, <laughs> And then I switched Chef back. And then I just kind of like did Ultima like all day or something like that just so I can knock out the body parts. But you, the, Ultima I had dick. read that if you, uh, with Genova Synthesis, if you were to do Knights of the Round Chef on Genova Synthesis, it makes the final boss like four times or 40 times, not more difficult, but like it gives him 40 times more HP and increases all his stats by a, a factor. Oh, shit. Yeah, because so they're mad. Having... The fa- they're mad at the fact that you whipped his ass. No, they're mad at the fact that you got the strongest summon in the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he actually only has like forty thousand HP. Uh huh. But if you use Knights of the Round, he has like six hundred thousand HP. That's only if you use Knights of the Round two bosses before that, which is hilarious. How long does because... that take? I mean, like, I'm I'm asking only because, like, you you cl- you clearly made the distinction between more difficult and just stronger. Well, um, more difficult because his attack, defense, and all other stats like that also go up by a certain number. Like, you know, they're multiplied by a certain number. Right, right. But the most significant thing that I remember is that his HP goes up from 40,000 to 600,000. Um, and I think he might actually do something. I think one of his moves, maybe Supernova, um, might actually do more damage if you use Knights of the Round on Genova Synthesis too. But... The funny part about that is, if you have Knights of the Round, you most likely have Mime as well, because they're gotten in the same way. Right. And when I was playing on PC, all I did against Sephiroth was Knights of the Round, Mime. Knights of the Round, and Mime. And he died. (laughs) And he had absolutely no chance to do anything. But um, this time, I actually like fought him in... I think I used one summon. I think I used um, Neil Bahamut or something. No, Bahamut Zero. And, uh, you know, he got me down to, I think, Cloud was the only one that was protected against Supernova, so the other, uh, no, 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 it wasn't Supernova, it was the the one that leaves you at critical. Mm. It leaves you, like, with, no, no, it's Supernova. Supernova leaves, it, it takes, like, 15 sixteenths of your HP. But I think I healed Cloud and then attacked with Cloud, and he died. So I had, took a picture of Sephiroth dying, and... It has Cloud with like almost full HP, uh-huh. and then Barrett and Tifa both with two HP, <laughs> something like that. Well, he has to be allowed to do the funny. Omni Slash. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, which is like one of the that most... was one thing I didn't do. I didn't get the uh, like Omni Slash double summon from the uh, battle arena because it was just gonna take too long. Oh, I really wasn't in the mood. So he just learned. But it there. I did. Yeah, I just did save the Omni Slash for the end of the game where they give it to you. Um, so I also took a video of that, but it comes out kind of choppy because my camera's frame rate is a little slow taking pictures off of LCDs. But enough of what I've finished playing. Uh, I started playing Final Fantasy VIII, which, uh! um, 
is not so bad so far. It's only disc one. And, um, you know, converting it from the PSP was a bit of a task because it actually um, doesn't work. Apparently the game was coded badly, which I guess, you know, bad idea you, with bad code. You damn, you damn right it was coded badly. It doesn't work. Well, I'm not talking about the ideological <laughs> code. I know, I know. The physical I know. code. Uh, anyhow, uh, it's it's pretty enjoyable, and I actually like really want to play it because it's the only Final Fantasy game uh, of the PlayStation ones and the Nintendo ones, Super Nintendo ones that I have not actually played past disc one. Like after I do that, then I'm gonna play ten, which I I think I'm starting to get a little bit more interested in playing because I I want to ha- I want to have finished these games. Right. And then no. 12. You know, I'm eventually going to go back at some point and, and try to, um, like, try to re-justify my hate of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> hopefully get all that done by March 9th. And then by Biggie's by birthday. I mean, uh, Who's? by Biggie's, uh, the, the date of his death. Aw. Aw. Uh, I also have been playing a lot of... Damn, what a deflection. Uh, a lot of <laughs> Mass Effect. <laughs> I'm now 25 hours into the game, and I did a lot of the side quests, and uh, I did the Bring Down the Sky DLC yesterday, which is pretty interesting. Bring um, Down the Sky? Yeah. What is that? It's, uh, it's about a planet, Terra Nova, which is in threat of being um, Majora's Mask did it. Oh, I'm going to bring <laughs> There's an asteroid that the they sky. were... Hey. Bring your ass. There's an asteroid. Hey, <laughs> there's an asteroid that they were working on, and it got hijacked by this race of aliens called Batarians. and they uh, set it up so that it would crash into the planet and do massive damage. Oh, uh, he said it. Oh, massive damage. Oh, shit. Continue. Um, and so you you basically try and stop it, and there are different ways that you can um kind of go about it once you get to the end. Like, there's certain uh, branches that you can explore, and uh, that was pretty fun. It took uh, about two and a half hours, something like that. Ass effect. Ass effect. And um, now I'm finding a crash, sort of like a hangout. I might have to just restart my computer, maybe. I haven't restarted my computer since um, it happened the first time, but, like, I went into an elevator, and it just the game just kind of didn't move the elevator, and I couldn't move my character and stuff like that, so I had to quit. And then I played today, and it did the same thing in a completely different place, and I'm like, oh, great. And it's really fucked up. So, um, I played those two games. Yeah. Word. Oh, I, uh, I actually played the Doc Lewis' Punch-Out, which actually turns out to be a demo for Punch-Out. Yeah, um, I saw that the Giant Bomb did a quick look at it. I'm like, that, that, that's it? That's all this is? Yeah, all it is is, like, um... They give you a training mode where... In a sparring mode, right? Yeah, and the training mode is basically Doc Lewis telling you what every single move. He telegraphs every move. Like, dodge this. Yeah. Now punch! And it's like... No, no, not even not punch, but it's like, block this, duck this, <laughs> dodge this. That's basically all he says. But then when you actually do the spar, he doesn't give you the tele- oh, right. tel- telegraph. He just does the move. And you're supposed to use your knowledge from training to be able to beat him. Which is funny because... I didn't beat him. <laughs> I did the training, no problem. And then I went into the regular match, and I was like, uh, duck, what? And uh, I was really tired anyway. Uh, oh, it's one of it's then... one of those things where, uh, 
you you have to duck a certain punch and you have to dodge a certain punch like in different ways, right? You can't just be like, this is one punch that's coming my I can either duck or dodge it. It doesn't matter. Like you, right? Get, oh, uh, that's why. Yeah, it does get the yeah. duckable punch. You cannot dodge at all. Right. And the the dodgeable punch you can't duck at all because it's it's an uppercut. Right. And the block punch is it's a jab. I'm guessing you could probably duck it, but uh, he tells you to block. Yeah. Um. Then I like touched elite beat agents, and <laughs> that I, sounds I gross. Because uh, the way I you said it, you're like I, I, I touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I who's making was tea? Trying to pick up where I left off, and I'm like on cruising mode, the, the like I guess medium or hard level. Is somebody making and tea? No, my steam is constantly coming up in the house. And for anybody who's been admired in video games for way too long, that that is actual steam. Okay. Uh-huh. Don't start thinking like, oh, it's like physical, you know, vapor from water. Yeah, you know, from a radiator. Yeah, from real life. Sorry. Yeah, real life. Um, yeah, I didn't get anywhere in the Elite Beat Agents, but um, that's mainly because I completely forgot how to, not how to play <laughs> it, but I've completely lost my rhythm with that game. It's like, it gets really hard in cruising mode, but I only picked it up for like a day. Cru- uh, so you're that, at the wait, cruising mode is the highest difficulty, I assume? I don't think it's the highest. Oh. It, it, it's the the one after the first one, which is like breezing. I think it is. Oh, um, so, so like yeah, that that shit kills me. Yeah. Like, I, well, I shouldn't say on on any difficulty because I'm on the second one. But you're on oh the second. Game? I think I'm on the second difficulty level. Oh, you're talking about the second difficulty level. Yeah, that's the one I'm on. It's fucking hard. I mean, I have like nine missions cleared already, and then I just jumped in, and I'm like, oh shit, this is hard, and I'm. Like doing a uh, material girl, and it's just like um, the rhythm I got. But then when you get to the um, <laughs> when I got to the chorus, it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what, what, is it on the beat? Is it off the beat? I don't get it. What is she doing? Yeah, no, it, it's how was the song ever popular? Wait. Well, no. that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was ever like playing an instrument to the vocals. Right. So anyway, uh, that's all I've been playing. So let's move on. What uh, have you been playing since you left and came back? Well, right now I am actually playing Wild Arms as we speak. Wild Arms, as in the PlayStation Wild Arms yeah. that never ends. It d- is it that? Oh shit! Maybe I shouldn't play it then. Well, no, I, I think I when I played it, I don't it, have the time I for that got, shit. I don't have time for something that's eighty hours. Is the other gears? No, oh, it's not eighty hours. I think it's it's like forty forty five. But I got to a point where I was like, shouldn't the game be fucking over already? Oh. And then you keep going. I'm like, God damn it, shouldn't the game be over? Oh, it's like Lord of the Rings, the third movie. Shouldn't this well, movie no, be I, over already? I, I I didn't feel that way about. That. I hate that movie. I hate all those oh. movies. I'm like the one of the oh. only people on this earth who hates those movies. But whatever. Oh. Um. But no, I just I I, uh, I I am playing it now because I wanted to have something different to talk about besides the new Super Mario Brothers. Oh goodness! <laughs> and Plants vs. Zombies. So, uh, where are you in Wild Arms? Um, I just got to the second town. I've literally been playing for only half an hour. I played like 15 minutes while I was drunk in Japan, and I just played 15 minutes while we were talking. That's about it. <laughs> so all I've... I I'm just thinking about while you're going drunk in Japan, like you're playing, and say you're out in the street or something, and it's just some random Japanese person is asking what you're doing, and you're like, "Why the arms all the devil? Why do the arms all? Oh, so this guy. No, I, I, 
It was in the hotel room. But um, <laughs> it would have been funny if I was on the street. No, um, I uh, I just talked to a bunch of people at the beginning. I forgot what the story was. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be at the second town. I just walked. Mm. And I'm here. So I'm going to re-talk to everyone now. But i just been fighting. And um, they have an enemy called the Balloon, which is pretty similar to the balloons you find in Final Fantasy. And I'm like, why did they not sue for copyright infringement? But, you know, that's a sarcastic like question. Bombs? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And when you hit it, it goes like, <laughs> so I'm like, is that my character's like grunt when he swings with a sword? And and all, <laughs> and all I was doing was fighting these balloons, and every time he'd hit them, you'd hear. <laughs> so I'm like, what? What is that? And then I finally bumped into another enemy, and it didn't sound like that. So I'm like, all right, this must be the sound the balloons make when they get hit. But what the fuck? Um, <laughs> that would be funny. If that was <laughs> what a hero. But I, I'm not sure um, if it's the emulation because I downloaded this off the PlayStation Store, and it it, it, could uh, be. it I think um, originally you had to buy the PSP versions and the PS3 versions separately. Oh, now they're interchangeable. And now they're interchangeable. So I don't know if it's a, the way they. Ooh, I could pick up chickens like in Link to the Past. Holy crap! Awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're you know what they had to do to make the same file interchangeable, if it's a firmware upgrade, or if it's just by the time that I by the time I bought it they had changed it so that you could, you know, use one file on this uh, on both consoles. But uh, uh, the emulation again, so I don't know if it's a question of the emulation or if it's a question of this was how ridiculously bad the game was back in the day. And when I say bad, I don't mean the game was bad. I should mean I should say that the graphics were bad. But when I, when, you know, when he jumps, Rudy's the main character. When Rudy jumps to attack a character, or a, I'm sorry, a monster, it goes at like 15 frames a second, Mm-mm. or maybe even 10. Like I could kind of like when I say kind of, it's because like I don't want to exaggerate. Like no one can actually count the frames a second unless it's going at like five. But I can kind of see where the frames begin and end, like while he's leaping, and I'm like. All right, these colors are bad. These textures are bad. These polygons are really bad. And I can count how slow he's jumping to this enemy. Is this a problem with the emulation, or was the game really this bad back in the day? And you know, I I could probably verify that. I still have mine. Yeah, I I, I think about um, Final Fantasy VII and how quote unquote bad that looks today, but it still looks reasonable, right? And so yeah, that when it looks I, pretty good. I'm comparing that to this, and you know, I remember like that. <laughs> Wild Arms is like first generation. Yeah. See, here's the, the funny thing is I remember reading in Die Hard Game Fan Magazine. Zine, zine, dun, dun, dun. Zine, 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 zine. That, um, while, like, I think it was Ego, who's, whose real name is David Ingo, and I believe he works for Tecmo now or something. Uh, he was saying that this was like Final Fantasy VII before Final Fantasy VII because of the graphics in the battle system and how it was the first, if not, if not one of, if not the first, one of the first games to have a fully 3D uh, sweeping battle camera. Mm. And he was like, oh, you know, this is, you know, while you're waiting for 7, this is what you want to pick up. Right. And I'll be honest with you, it was on the sole basis of that comment that I downloaded it for 6 bucks, mind you, but I still spent the time and the money to download it and play it for half an hour. And here here things go... Wait, <laughs> this is something that you read a long time ago. Yes. And you use that information to buy the game now. Yes, because that's the wow. only thing I remember of it. I remember okay. people saying it was good, and then 
ego sit ego saying that about it and i'm like oh, okay and then i realized when i bought it and started to play well not even started to play but after i had bought it and then like started to install it on my ps3 i'm like why did he say that this was like um final fantasy 7 i did i mean cuz that's 7 is 7 uh, any final fantasy is its own beast you know mm-hmm. they used to try to copy off them but they end up just being dragon quest true oh oh it was just cuz of the graphics Shit! God damn it! <laughs> it wasn't the game. <laughs> I'm like, oh well. Um, Goodness. Which, which you know, which is kind of funny because people remember me bashing Final Fantasy VII in this podcast. Now, mind you, I'm bashing it to be snarky. Like, I don't hate Seven. I actually like Seven a lot. I just think it's incredibly overrated. But I like exactly. it a lot. Like so when I time. so when I say that I downloaded it something based off the fact that it sounded like Seven, I you know yeah if I if. Yeah, I'm going to play that game over again. Yeah, I'm playing it right now. Not right now, right now. I'm playing Wild Arms right now. But Actually, no, I'm not. I just turned it off. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I, I, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, in Japan, I'm like, all right, I'm half drunk. My sister's, like, using my laptop to blog, so I can't browse. Because this is one of the hotels on our tour that could actually use internet. Um, mm-hmm. While we were in Tokyo, we could use internet. But then when we went on the family tour, we couldn't for most of the time. But right. so, so she was using it, and I'm like, okay, fine. What am I going to do while I'm drunk? I'm not going to sleep yet. Uh, <laughs> I will play Prinny. Oh, no. And that's, that's something that you should not play. Well, you shouldn't play that under any circumstance unless you're hurting for, like, masochism. Not even. You, you should just not play it if you're afflicted with anything. If you're afflicted with fatigue. No, if you're no, no. I'm saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't play it while you're not afflicted. You should only play oh, Prinny when you decide, gee, Goals and Ghosts isn't hard enough for me, or... Gee, I don't feel like playing Castlevania on NES or Ninja Gaiden on NES. I think I'll play Prinny. That's when you play it. Not to say it's a bad game, but like, you know, people who play games today are... <laughs> turns you into a, a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, people are used to God of War that tells you, hey, you died a couple of times, so I'm going to make it easy for you. Is that all right? And you go, okay. Hmm. Uh, pansies. No, I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um... I shouldn't say that, especially because I have no time for difficult shit anymore. But, like, I wish I did. Oh, see, I only have time for difficult shit. How? Because, what's the sense in playing something that's a cakewalk? It, it, there's no accomplishment in it. Oh, I meant in terms of, like, being able to experience a game and actually getting through it. Instead of, like, oh, I, instead of, I instead of to get through it. I don't know why. Well, I'm saying instead of playing a game in which you have to play the same stage over and over and over and over and over again, and it takes you an hour, which you've beaten and I haven't, because... I'm not good at that game. Oh, what, you talking about printing? Yeah. I'm still the last boss in that game. Oh, okay. I, if I think it's the last boss, but I haven't played in a while, <laughs> which means that it's going to take me another hour to get acclimated to what the last boss See, does. That's... And then hopefully five minutes after that I can be That's the type of thing I'm talking about. Not like, oh, Mass Effect is kind of difficult. This is challenging. I meant Prinny will knock your left ass cheek into your right ass cheek difficult just yeah, by, just by looking at it. Like, not really all that difficult. It's pretty hard at certain points, but it's not hard because it's pretty hard. Yeah. You know, it's not like the game was designed to be that hard. It's just that sometimes you make mistakes. Like, Ninja Gaiden Black is not pretty hard. Ninja Gaiden Black is just pretty much, you better be good at games. Pretty is, hey, you can't move while you're in the air. So just remember that. (laughs) Just remember that this is Castlevania, and you will probably die, and it's harder than Castlevania, if that's possible. Well, no, Cas- 
Castlevania has one of those things where once you get into the flow, you could like Ninja Gaiden through. Ninja Gaiden has this one of one of those things where once you get into the flow, you could Super Mario through it. Let me explain that statement <laughs> instead of saying yeah, because that's like a three dimensional <laughs> statement. I I should say Ninja Gaiden NES through it, but the only mm-hmm. way the only like I only call it Ninja Gaiden through something because like I got so good at the first stage of that game back when I was like eleven that like I could get through it like just without stopping moving right. Mm-hmm. But the game itself was so fucking hard that you can't do that for the rest of the game. Well, you can, but I can't. Um, and it, it gets that hard that it's like once you get to a hard game where you can actually do that, I call it Ninja Gaidening through it. But because it's so hard, I, should, I, I wanted to define that by saying you could Super Mario through it because like a lot of people get to the point with Super Mario that you could literally move through the first stages without stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really all about knowing exactly where the enemies are because they're always going to be in the same place. Like, I can do that... Well, when I was playing Ninja Gaiden uh, on Virtual Console, I'm stuck on the last level. Yeah. Can't beat Jacquio uh, for some reason. Because he's fucking uh, cheap. Actually, no, no. I could beat Jacquio. I can't beat the the dragon at the end because it, that's just fucking hard. By the time I get to the dragon, I usually don't have enough energy to like really withstand him for the amount of time that I need to. But... When I was doing it, I was repeating that over and over and over again to the point where I would just run up, run through like the first half yeah, of the fifth uh-huh. level it, without yeah. stopping. But that's because I knew where everything was. Exactly, because you had you had to suffer through it so many right. times. You know what I love about that game? They don't tell you you can continue. No, they don't. So it's when you die, you turn the power off, and someone goes, "Dude, what are you doing?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I can't, I can't pretty through a level. Let's put it that way. I, I, I can't, so I'm only saving that for, like, when I'm, like, I, I need to throw something because I'm too happy. Let me pray. Let me, let You're too me happy. Play. You need to bring yourself down to earth <laughs> to reality where things aren't always great. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so uh, somehow we got to Prinny from Wild Arms. But, yeah, um, yeah. Did you play anything else? I played – I, I – um. I started delving into the after game, or I should say the the end game of uh, Plants vs. Zombies. And after the main game, obviously, like, you know, it's a pop cap game for $20. You don't want to, you know, expect anything more than just, like, what, uh, 20 to 30 levels of just, like, you know, main play, right? Mm-hmm. So after that, though, they unlock a whole bunch of random shit. Like, you get a... um you get a garden or a, or a plant shed where you can buy plants and water them. And, like, I, I guess at some point when you fill your entire plant shed, you get something. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's it's not taxing enough on my brain to make me not want to do it, so I figure why not just leave it there. Um, and you can also play a whole bunch of mini games, which I did mention before, but they get to a certain... Like, before there were things like, okay, well, you can only use... Uh, certain plants or you can only do certain things or 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 whatnot or or it was it was basically using the same um it 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 was i don't know how to explain it let me put it this way they didn't get to the point where you started playing bejeweled with plants versus zombies which is where i finally got to yet uh, like late yesterday i'm not sure what that means okay so they took their other games and injected them into plants versus zombies but not bejeweled no, 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 they did. I'm saying I'm saying that um, when when I was talking about the minigames the first time around, 
they hadn't done that yet. They were just like the mini games that I had unlocked were just different variations on the main game. Okay. Like contained within itself, like slight variations, uh, like a slot machine one or whatever. But this, like, as I played more and more and more and unlocked more and more mini games, like late yesterday, um, the type of games that I was unlocking were like Begooled, which is their take on their <laughs> own game, Bejeweled. And then so basically, it's like Bejeweled, just with like plants and zombies. Yeah, the zombies are coming at you, and in order to win, you have to fend them off while making matches of three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, not just playing Bejeweled with instead of jewels, it's zombie faces. Right. It's it's it's, it's actually Bejeweled like, yeah. with jewels, but your performance in Bejeweled affects the Plants vs Zombies atmosphere. Yeah, and it's it's kind of tough because. The goal is to make matches while fending off right. the zombies. However, everybody knows in Bejeweled that when you make a match, the things that you match disappear. And so when a whole bunch of your plants that do a lot of damage have to get matched up, and there are a whole bunch of zombies on the screen, you might be kind of fucked. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So you're saying that like a specific color match will produce a specific plant? No, 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 no. It's, there, there are plants on the field, and what you're matching are the plants themselves. So, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. So basically, instead of colored jewels, you're, you're matching, matching plants. Different, the different yeah. plants. And you when have. you match up the plants successfully, those plants that you matched up, they disappear. Wait, they disappear from the field? Yeah, just like jewels and bejeweled. No, wait, wait, wait. They disappear from your bejeweled game, but what about the plants versus zombies part? Uh, that is the whole part. I'm, I guess I'm still confused. What I'm thinking here, and you can correct me because I'm probably wrong, is that wrong, there's bitch. like a, a little bejeweled section. No, no, it is, it is plants no. versus zombies, but you swap around the plants. That's all it is. Imagine, okay, make it real simple. Imagine the plants versus zombies field, okay? You played the demo, right? Yes, I know. Okay, yeah. now imagine that you've gone through a stage to the point where like the entire field is filled with a whole bunch of plants. Okay. And you're fending off the enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, instead of sitting there and, like, trying to gather sun and build more plants, all you're doing is saying, all right, I've got to match these plants up in rows of three. For what? <laughs> Just to match them. The goal, the goal of the minigame is to ma- make as many matches as possible, is to make 75 matches. Okay, so, basically, you have to fuck up your Plants vs. Zombies set- setup just so you can make the 75 matches. Right. That, that's the Great. goal. That is fucking awesome. So, like, sometimes when the plants disappear and new ones drop in, they might be good ones. Sometimes they might be mushrooms, tiny mushrooms. But then you get bonuses that, like, you get bonuses that turn all the small things into big things, like the small, um, the small walnuts that act as barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, you get a bonus that turns everyone on the screen into large, into the tall nuts, into the bigger ones. And likewise, you get bonuses that turn all the small mushrooms into big ones. So it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're completely left. You know, to the whimsy of the bejeweled shit, you 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 have some kind of leverage there. But like, I, like at first I'm playing this, I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm doing this, I'm 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 making matches, and I realize I'm like, as I make these matches with the stronger plants, I'm actually getting rid of them. So how am I going to survive? And I'm like, that okay, well that's the entire point of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Then they have bejeweled twist. Which I don't know if you've played Bejeweled Twist, but instead no. of just moving a jewel adjacent, you actually select. Uh, it's weird. Um, in Bejeweled, you move one jewel at a time. Right. In Bejeweled Twist, I guess because I've never played that, I'm just basing it on on what I played of Bejeweled Twist. Um, <laughs> instead of moving one gem at a time, you move four at a time, and the way in which you move them is 
you select a group of four and you rotate them. Oh, uh, okay. And you can only rotate them clockwise. What? So, like, you have to figure out how to match three by rotating. It's really weird. Like, and I'm still not used to it. Like, I know the concept, but I'm still not used to the whole, like, um, to, to actually executing on it where I can be like, okay, that's what I have to switch. Okay, that's what I have to switch. Okay, that's how to do it. So, it's kind of like Hexic. Uh, yes. You never played Hexic? Yeah, or? actually, it kind of okay. is like Hexic, yeah. Um, in Hexic, you can rotate counterclockwise. Right. Yeah, you can you can do it both ways. Um, and and Mister, I don't know, I forgot how to pronounce his last name. Is actually getting paid by it because Microsoft paid him to do it, and not the Russian government, which didn't pay him to do anything because yeah. yeah. Oh, Pahitnov. Is it Pahitnov? I forget how to pronounce his name. Mm. Let let me do him respect and look up his name because he created Tetris, perhaps one of greatest game of all time. But I don't Which I learned is a, a a combination of the words tetra and tennis. Tennis, interesting. Yeah. Uh Tetra Tennis. Transliterated as Alexei Pezhitnov. So it's P yeah, P A Z H I T N O V. Pezhitnov. And they say it's pronounced in Krillic, and I can't read Krillic, so that doesn't help me at all. Great. Thanks, Wikipedia. Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> um, but yes, he you know he make hexic and he get paid for it, which is good. But um, then there's then there's zombie aquarium, which is basically insane aquarium with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever played insane aquarium, but like no. it's basically just fish, and you have money, and you have to feed the fish just by clicking on the tank. And every time you successfully feed a fish, you get money. Um, and I think in this game, all you do is feed them brains. <laughs> and you get sun, and that's it. <laughs> and the goal is just to get a thousand sun. I don't even want to know. That's all. That's I, all I it is. Know. It's it's basically Insanaquarium with zombies. That's really all it is. But um, I don't understand why Insanaquarium is a game. <laughs> because it's PopCap, and they like to milk. What's the challenge? There is well, there's got to be some kind of challenge. You can't just like okay, I would, I just want to play a game where I click on fish and get money. Because if you don't, okay, so a if you don't pay attention to your fish, you don't feed them, they die. And okay. if they die, you uh you know you have to buy new fish, which costs money. Money. And, uh. But if you try to overfeed them, they're not going to eat the food that you put in the tank. So that's wasted money. Every time you click on the tank to feed them, like the food that comes out takes like uh, I don't know, like five gold or five dollars or whatever the cu- uh, currency is in a sand aquarium. Same thing happens in zombie aquarium, where if you if you feed them like seven brains, they're only going to eat two of them at a time. Oh. And so those brains are going to go to waste and. It's just kind of warped thinking about brains. But those things are going to go to waste, and you waste, like, t- t- 20 sun. And so, you know, if you don't apply that out right... But it's a pop-cap game, so it's not like it's hard. Yeah. And it's then not like, like it yeah. takes that much to think about. Yeah, and then in the San Aquarium, you, 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 as you feed the fish, and you get more money because you feed them, and they're happy, and so they shit out dollars, and you collect the dollars. <laughs> they shit out dollars. <laughs> I think they shit out... Okay, 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 oh okay. Wait, 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 wait. It's Zombie Aquarium. In Zombie Corium, they shit out sun. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what. I'm not sure how the dollars come out. <laughs> in, in, just, to, just, just, just wait. Just listen to what you said. I know they shit out sun. <laughs> I realize this. This is why I'm trying to get past it, so I don't think about it. Laugh, but, oh but. My God. <laughs> But in, Z- in in San Aquarium, I'm not sure where the money comes out. I think maybe you feed them and it drops from the sky. I don't know. I forget. But I bet you they shit out. 
thousand. I bet you they shit at the money. Fucking Sonic. Yeah, that'd be funny if Sonic got hit and all the rings just came out his ass. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> right before it makes it, <laughs> 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 oh god, I gotta try that. And see what happens. And instead of instead of um like the face that he makes where he's like all surprised, he makes a scrunchy like, face. He's his, his, his <laughs> squinting and shit. <laughs> all right, we gotta stop this. We gotta move on to something. I mean, we we pretty much. I believe we've what done uh, forty minutes. Of, uh, I don't know. Shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, as you get more money, you can buy different fish and different things for your tank, and so that's the quote unquote challenge of Insane Aquarium. Zombie Aquarium again. I think it's literally just feed them and get sun, and that's it. I mean, it's just one mini game, mm-hmm. and so all this money you get goes into your bank, and you can buy extra plants types for your for your main game or extra plants for your garden or plant food or, like, bug spray or stuff like that. And so it just keeps on going and going. And I'm like, all right, level 1-1, one, one. Let, let me start the game again to see what it plays like with, um, what's it called? With um, these new zombies, these new plants that I get. And uh, it's not that it's different, but they throw more shit at you. So it's not like you're just playing the same game again, only it's really, really easy now. You know, oh, they they so up, they it's up the challenge. The same game, but it's it's a like a, it's bit. like New Game Plus or the or the Master Quest in in that it's it's like they they're not throw like the first stage is full of regular zombies, mm-hmm. and when you beat the game and you replay it again, they're not going to throw you like the football zombie right off the bat, but they're going to throw a whole lot of more regular zombies at you. Mm. So it's the same, but it's not the same. Basically. So they change the formula. Yeah, it's similar, but they just, yeah, it's still a variant. Yeah, Octa Octorocks take game. seven hits now. To kill and shit, and you don't get a shield. I don't know, um, but uh, I think that and New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. All right, we're. I don't know what segment this is because Al had a plan for me because he was host last time. So, you, sure, go. Huh? What are we doing? Oh, I don't know. Let's just talk about like stuff that happened, like Japan. Yeah, like Japan and and uh, Sabatitties. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and um, I don't even want to go into that. It sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll just bring it up and then bring it down. Okay, so Japan. Um, Japan yeah, is a, Japan. Japan is an island nation, uh, halfway around the world. No, no, no. I don't mean exactly what Japan. is. And it has a lot of Asians in it, and they're it's called like Japanese. All the way around the world. They're called actually. Japanese. Um, and they eat fish that is raw, and it's delicious. <laughs> and I broke it in hives the first time. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I went Thank to goodness. I went to Japan with my sister. Um, and as you may have heard by now, if 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 you know you've been good about following the 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 RSS feed, even though we haven't updated the shit until now, um, 
the episode 153 is, no, 154 is up. That was the Japan episode where I actually came back really late at night after eating and drinking a lot um, and uh, recording with the guys because it was 1.54 a.m. my time and it was and like 11.54 a.m. their time. Yeah, your time. So I was, you know, uh, kind of. But um, yes, so we spent three nights in Tokyo. Uh, my sister and I spent three nights in Tokyo uh, just chilling, uh, which is a lot of a lot of fun, and then five nights on a tour with the rest of the family, and you know a, a guided tour, and and that was really nice. It, it was around the Kyushu district, district. Uh, it was around Kyushu, which is is way to the south, um, home to Nagasaki, and hence the atomic bomb memorial, which was kind of depressing to go to, but it was also you know kind of eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for me, the highlight of the trip was, and this is, you know, this is not to slight family time. I mean, that was a very nice trip that we went on. But you know, the most fun, you know, in the most literal sense of the word, I had is was going to um, Tokyo and just hanging out and seeing all the shit. And at first, people might kind of be like, "Oh, well, it's Tokyo. It's just like any other metropolitan city. Why don't I just go to New York?" No, it's not. Why don't I just go to? And and it it, it kind of is from the outset, but. The the difference with Japan is well, it's fucking Japan, you know. It's, it's different. Yo. It's different to the point where it's different from other. To, to me, at least, it's different from other Asian countries. Where, like, okay, so you go to Europe, and you can, and I don't know. It, it, there's a, there's a different type of culture there in terms of the people, and like this is probably well documented. Like anybody listening to this, you know, they 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 pay attention to video games. They probably you know consider them as halfway Japanophiles or whatever or the, whatever like. Kotaku in and of itself is like a website whose name is based around like Japanese culture or whatever. Okay, so mm-hmm. th- you're probably familiar with how different it is, but like it's, you know, it, for me it's like, like not until I actually went there that just the, the, the feeling, the rush I got from being around these type of people was much different than the, than the type of sensation I got from going back to Taiwan to see my family and being around the people in Taipei or going to France or going to London or going to Italy and being around those people there. You know, it's a very... It, the, the most striking thing, as many people can probably guess, is the way that they treat people. Um, you know, even when you're doing something that they really don't want you to do, like taking pictures of a black Wii in an electronic store, they're very, very touchy about taking pictures in electronic stores. Like, mm, I wonder why. I, I, it's I, I don't know. Like I, I maybe because it's just not something that I, I mean. Do you think that they would tell you not to take pictures if you came into say like J and R Music World? No, I don't think so. It could oh, be, okay. it could just be a cultural thing. But I did walk into the Super Potato Video Game Store that you know, and I was we were taking pictures of Solid Snake, and the the guy behind the counter was just smoking a cigarette and just going, eh, he, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, I'm but, sure that like, he understands that, you know, you guys aren't from here and that, you know, that yeah, small snake is probably yeah. picture worthy. But at the same time, like, at the same time, I think that they get enough tourists and, uh, and like, Akihabara is, you know, one of the geek tourist traps. You know, if you're, an, if you're a video game fan and you're not from Japan, you're going to go to Akihabara. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure the electronic stores get a lot of people who take pictures and they know that it's foreigners, and their whole thing is like, we, you know, just please don't take a picture. So instead of saying, oh, they're foreigners, I understand. It's, oh, they're foreigners, I should probably let them know not to take pictures. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's not, the, it's not that, like, it's not that the Super Potato was being nice to us. I think that the Super Potato was just one of those stores that don't care, and other stores mm-hmm. do care. 
you know. Right. But yeah, so some stories there are very, very touchy about people taking pictures. But the way they express their touchiness is so goddamn polite that it's hard to not <laughs> it's hard to not feel bad. Like I'm taking this picture, and the the guy. Uh, okay, so no one on this pod, no one listening to this podcast except for Rob is going to know this because this is an inside joke. But remember when Rob and I would make fun of the Xbox and he'd go X and he'd cross his arms, mm-hmm. like the way that they say no and emphasize it is that they put their arms in an X form and you know they bow. So they're like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, whatever the Japanese for please don't take pictures. Like, well, and they bow and they're smiling and they put their arm in the X, and you're kind of like, I- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> and you just stop taking a picture, and you walk up the stairs, and you're like, wait a goddamn minute. No, fuck them. And you take another picture. And then another guy, because, like, what happened was I, I actually found an electronic store that had a black Wii on display, and I took a picture of the black Wii, and I was going to take a picture of the DSi LL box in the flesh, because that thing is huge. It's like a computer yeah. monitor. And then, like, the guy was just, uh, the girl was just like, oh, and bowed, and, you know, did the whole thing. I'm like, oh, I'm so-. And I felt bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay. So I walked up the stairs. And then, like, as with each step I took walking up the stairs to the ground level, I got more defiant. And it was just like, wait a second, no. F that. She can't see me now. I'm going to take a video of this. And I started taking a video. And then as, as I was holding my camera out, another guy on the top of the stairs did the same thing. Really nice. Smiled. And was like, oh, please, don't take a picture. And bowed and whatever. Not in English, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so I felt bad again. I'm like, oh, I should probably stop taking a video. And then I left the store. I'm like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> the next store I went into, I started taking pictures again. Like, every store, every store my sister and I went into, we took pictures. Like, we didn't give a shit. But every time they told us to stop, like, we weren't like, oh, fuck them. It was like a magic spell. Yeah, every time they told us to stop, I'm just like, I really shouldn't be taking pictures. I will stop. And then, and then when they like, <laughs> then, it wears then, they, then they go away. And I'm like, wait a second. They're not here anymore. Screw that. And I t- take more pictures. But I got um, in, okay, so... I think the only thing that people really care about is Akihabara because of the video okay. game thing. So I'm, I'm going to skip over. Well, okay, really quickly, I went, we went to Rapongi, which is if you go to Japan and you're scared of the language barrier and not getting around and not being able to talk to anybody, you want to go to Rapongi, uh, which is the ex, a lot of expatriates are there. Okay. So a lot of people who, who move there from like America or Europe or whatever go to Rapongi. And they, there's a lot of English speaking people there a lot of there are a lot of white people there (laughs) (laughs) white people there and like you know the restaurants are pretty good about speaking english like i walk into a restaurant and the the person that the like they looked at uh, my sister and i obviously look like we might be part of their culture because we are asian and so all of us look alike apparently this is not that much this is what i've heard Uh, (laughs) so anybody who is not of my race looks alike yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically it's so um we walk in there, and then the hostess is just like, oh, da, 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 da. and I'm like, uh, which is completely false because I took three years of Japanese. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say it's completely false. I should say it's completely embarrassing that I understand very little of it. But you you don't. Well, use hey, it. I don't understand much French anymore, oh. and I took four years of that. Yeah, and um, went to France. Oh, and went to Quebec. There you go, Quebec. But so I was. I told him I was like, "Oh, what can I send? I don't understand." She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a reservation?" And I'm like, uh, "Oh no." She's like, "All right, then you'll have to wait over here. The wait is about half an hour." And I'm like, "Okay, that was like much more clear than any other person that that we've talked to in any other restaurant." Oh, uh, see, I was gonna ask the question. I was gonna ask, "Does she sound like?" Because you know how there are people who say English, and their English is not their first language, but then when they say say English, they sound like a completely different person because their English is spot on. 
Was um, it like that? Almost. Like you could tell that you could definitely tell that it wasn't her first language, but she was very comfortable with it. Got like completely mm-hmm. comfortable. So I was like, oh, okay. And like there, there were a lot of foreigners in there, like a lot. And the place that I'm talking about is the place that apparently inspired the Kill Bill restaurant, the one with the two oh. levels. That's why we the, went there. Yeah. Um, and so it's called Gonpachi. If you go there, they mostly serve like skewered stuff, um, and and uh, udon and soba noodles. They don't serve sushi really. So if you're looking for sushi, they don't have that there. But it was it was pretty good food what we had there. Uh, we also went to um, uh, Shinjuku and uh, Demon City Shinjuku. Demon City Shinjuku. <laughs> That's so bad. Why did I say that? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's another lights district. Like it's got a lot of lights, and apparently there's a red light district that we missed. Um, and uh, there's again, it's really like like a lot of the places that you go to with a lot of lights, and it's like Times Square. They're not really notable except for the fact that you're in Japan, and that in and of itself is freaking notable. Mm-hmm. So, but um, the more notable places we went to, there's this one place called uh, Yoyogi Park near um, near Shibuya. That in and of itself is notable too. I'll get to that in a second. And, oh, you did go to Shibuya. Uh, yeah, we did go to Shibuya. We did go to Shibuya, and um, so you go to Japan if you want to see. And, and I really don't want to say it the way it's going to come out sounding, but if you want to see the most, I'm going to be PC. If you want to see the most intriguing thing <laughs> that you probably weren't ex- weren't expecting, go to Yoyogi Park on a Sunday. And what you'll see is a whole bunch of... And I don't want to even call them cosplayers because cosplayer indicates something different to me. What you, you'll see a whole bunch of people dressed up like the Fonz or like they're straight from the 50s in, in another sense. Um, American 1950s. American 1950s, okay? Dancing to rockabilly music. Which is not 1950s. Yeah, but it it's not, but it is. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I think rockabilly music is somewhat like created with the intent of sounding somewhat like it came from that era. I guess I don't know. I I guess yeah, because rockabilly is like more of a you know fifties honky tonk kind of thing. Yes, honky tonk is yeah yeah that that's a perfect. But is it actual like groups from today using today's influence or the nineties influence, or is it actually like music from the fifties? I honestly don't know. Like okay, so so um. I have some videos that I'll put up on Facebook and on YouTube, but you'll have to listen to it for yourself. Right, because it's really yeah. mainly a sound quality yeah. type of thing. Because uh, instrumentation, instrumentation is also important as well. The instrumentation, the the type of rhythms that they use, and the type know, of rhythms, the, 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 the and type, type of, of the type of riffs and guitar notes that they play, I think it's very distinctly similar. To, like, it's like quasi surfer music. Mm. Surfer, surfer, surfer esque. Like yeah. yeah, and so like the first. Okay, so so what happened? We were walking towards a park. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I and another friend of ours that we happen, that, that who happened to also be in Tokyo at the time, and we actually met up with him, were, were walking down towards the park, and we saw these two guys dressed in black with, like, funky hairdos, like, curled up and whatever, mm. combs in their butt pockets. Because, you know, every, every, Fonzie had, every Fonzie cosplayer has to put a comb in their back pocket. So they were dancing to, like, some stereo, like, like kind of rehearsing or something and doing these weird-ass moves that were, like, you know... You made the comment on my Facebook picture. Are they recreating West Side Story? And it was kind of like... Right, or Grease. Or Grease. And it was like, what the fuck are they doing? This is kind of weird. Let's take a picture of them. Little did we realize that they were only rehearsing because 20 feet further into the park, there were people dressed up like they were like the kids from Happy Days, like at the restaurant 
or like mm-hmm. like the jackets with the jackets the, and and like the the hairdos and the short skirts with the with the socks and those shoes that are very distinctive of that era and mm-hmm. like this was the less greaser type and more the kind of like like the ha- happy days type you know like yeah fucking... back to the future yeah exactly and they were dancing to rock this town by stray cats and of course the first thing that comes to my mind is oh shit stray cats that's a guitar hero too <laughs> But then the second thing that comes to mind is like, oh my god, they're dressed up like Happy Days, and they're dancing, and they're doing like, and clapping, and spinning, and like doing all this. I'm like, oh my god. And then we look just past them, and there are a whole bunch of those dudes dressed in black, dressed like greasers in the fawns, dancing to that surfing music. And we're like, oh my god, what is going on here? <laughs> and like, as I, as, I sat, it. as I sat and I watched it more, I'm like, alright, this kind of makes sense, because they're big into cosplay here, but I'm just, this is more than cosplay. This is, and then I thought about it, I'm like, okay, this isn't really that bizarre. Because it's kind of like breakdancers in the subway. And then I thought about it again. Kind of. Yeah, and then I thought about it again. Yeah, I'm about to get to what you're thinking. I thought about it again, and I'm like, but breakdancers don't dress up like the fawns. Right, but also breakdancing is, you know, and that whole look and that whole, um, like, the look, the feel, the dancing and everything is more recent. It's like that's 80s, and we're in 2009. Now, if we were like in 2029 and people were still doing breakdance, we'd look at them weird. I actually, I, I don't think I see. Here's the thing: is that since we grew, you and I grew up with that stuff, we probably wouldn't. But maybe people in that time might. They'd be like, "What? The, why is he? Why is he? Is he spinning on his head? Why is he doing a handstand? I could do that on a skateboard. Mm. Why is he so special? Uh, I would okay. I would consider it like this. Um, like, have you ever seen the Michael Jackson impersonator in the subway who can't moonwalk? Like, no, I haven't been in subways in a long time. Like, the first time I saw him moonwalk, I was like, holy shit. And then I actually watched Michael Jackson do them. Like, when I was a lot younger, I was very, I was only familiar with Jackson's music. I never actually watched him all that much. Like, I saw him do the moonwalk, but I never really right. saw him do the moonwalk. Oh, okay. Like, I was just like, oh, he's walking backwards. I never observed how smooth it was, you know what I mean? So I didn't really understand right. what went into it. So this guy in the subway doing the moonwalk, I'm like, oh, shit, he's a Michael Jackson person. He does the moonwalk everywhere. Oh, my God, it's so awesome. <laughs> he can't do the moonwalk. It's not a moonwalk. It's just walking backwards. But, like, <laughs> so it, it would be like him, okay, and then say there are 20 of him, okay, yeah. and they're not doing it for money. They're just doing it because it's a Sunday afternoon and there ain't, just cause it's fun. And there ain't uh, shit to know? do. And, and furthermore, mm-hmm. let's imagine that Michael Jackson wasn't that famous and it was just kind of they – were, they were imitating an era, not a man. Right. That's what it's like. So that's crazy. If I could sit and legitimize it that way, it's not that bizarre. But they looked like the fucking fawns. And yeah, there they was this, really did. There it. was this like, one went there. dude whose hair, okay, was not necessarily like the fawns, but he grew it out so that it ballooned up to like a foot off of his head. Yeah, you have a picture of that. I have a picture of that on Facebook, and I will probably paste that in my Gamespot blog at some point. But yes, they were doing that, and I'm just like, huh? and there was a girl you know dressed up like a greaser. Not she didn't have the hairdo, but she was dressed up like like the rest of them. It was just like the, the the most intriguing thing. Like we sat there for like maybe forty five minutes just shooting video <laughs> of them dancing. You know what I want to know? Many. I things. I want to know what they do the other six days out of the week. That's what I was standing there videotaping them, and I'm just like, do, are these guys like salary men? Do they have like regular jobs? What do they yeah. do? Yeah. Because they weren't like cosplayers. Like they weren't like the Lolita goth chicks, like the gothic Lolita chicks who were like in high school or in college. These guys were like. 35, 40. Yeah, they, they'd have to be, I think. 
in order to truly like appreciate and get that 50s vibe down. Oh, you're talking about Japanese people. I'm pretty sure that if like a 20 year old wanted to do that, he could get so into it. And like, it, it, I'm just talking about like you saw them and you're like, huh? Like they looked 35 to 40 years old. It wasn't like, oh, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, like yeah. the, the dudes were 40. Like they looked like they were a lot older. And I'm just like, okay, so usually people who are dressed up as like. Battlerita Toshinden or like Ranma one half are like twenty. These guys are like yeah. thirty five and they're dancing in the street, like in a circle. I don't what? Huh? Yeah. And it was like yeah. th the most intriguing thing in the world. Um but after that, my sister took pictures with some actual cosplayers who actually were like eighteen. Oh, okay. And like one of them was dressed up as like a maid or a or, we went to a maid cafe in Akihabara. Because my a sister, because because Pete was making fun of me on email, who's like, "Have fun with those maid cafes." I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And then my sister was just like, "Have you heard of this thing called maid cafes?" And she flipped to, she flipped to her timeout guide and like read the the passage. And she was like, "Oh yeah, so they dress up as maids and they serve you." And I'm just like, "Um, I I don't I I don't." <laughs> I, I don't like that super subservient type of stuff. Like, kind of bothers me. Not bothers me negatively, but it's just kind of like unsettling. Like, I'm not. It's weird. It's weird because I don't want to be super doted on. Like. Right, like, like to me, like every individual person has their own sense of dignity, and like they have their own sense of pride, and like they shouldn't have to be subjected to like, I will like sit down with you and serve you your tea, and then like write words for you on your pancakes in like sauce or something. That's what they do. Like, okay, so I we walked in, and some girl was like kneeling down beside some other dude at a table, like fixing, apparently fixing something for him, or like I thought she was just like putting you know, like syrup on a pancake or something, or like something on like a piece of cake. I don't know. And we looked closer, and she was like writing words on it. And like, I'm like, okay, so that's slightly different. But the fact is, you know what I mean? It, 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 the whole, just like, if I had a butler, I'd feel kind of weird, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but a butler wouldn't even go as far as to like, kind of sit and baby you at a table and get paid for it. Hey, Bruce Wayne is set, man. He got that shit long, long. Anyway, no, but yeah, it's like, it's just kind of bizarre. And I, I I hate saying bizarre because it sounds like I'm trying to insult them and I'm not. It's just not my thing. But we went there and then like there's someone who served us that initially we weren't sure if it was a dude or a chick because <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a um a foreigner who was actually working there, the the one oh. who was serving us. So. And then she was like, we determined later that it was a chick because there was no Adam's apple and she was just kind of whatever. And she was like, oh, do you want? Uh, she was like something something. Oh, she this guy like what? And then she was like, do you want me to? Uh, uh, recite a magic spell to make this taste better, because that's what they do there. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, my sister could do it with you. And then my sister was like, all right. And so like, she was saying some chant in Japanese, something something oishikun des or whatever, which means like delicious or whatever. And she did it with her. And oh, she was no. like, she she basically like put her hands in a circle and like her her index finger and her thumbs into like a circle, and then like they moved it around like as if they were making some magic spell. And they did it, and I'm like, all right. Then my sister was like, well, okay, well the the cake does taste good, so I guess it worked. <laughs> uh, like, all right. Was it before you for your first taste? Uh, yeah, it was. That's what I, <laughs> you know, she was just bullshitting. But like, and then of I'm like, all right, I was like, all right, can we please explore Akihabara now? <laughs> uh, before I get to Akihabara, Shibuya was is more of the youth district. Um, like, I think, like, the teens and the college-age kids go there, so it's more, uh, I guess it's, I guess they're more, they're younger people around that area, and, like, that's right. where we saw, that's where we hit first, the day after the podcast, like, we hit that first, and, like, we went there to see all the foods that they had there, um, all the different kind of, like, street vendors and all that stuff, and, 
Um, they have these sandwiches made out of goldfish. No, not made out of goldfish. I'm sorry. They have these <laughs> sandwiches that are shaped like goldfish. Okay, so okay, basically, they it, imagine like a waffle iron, and you you put batter on one end of the iron, and you fill it up with random shit. Like I don't know. Like they had different flavors. Like they would they would put like ground meat with cheese in there and call it the cheeseburger. Okay. Or they'd put like potatoes and and like schnitzel and call it like a German potato, which was actually really fucking good. Uh, or they put like little sausages and peppers and like and in marinara sauce and call it the Italian one, right? And then you'd pour more batter over it, close the waffle iron, and let it sit. And they, basically, you've got a sandwich and a waffle. Yep. Except their waffles were like shaped like goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, but it was good. And then like there, there are a whole bunch of different curry house. There's one curry house. There's Indian style and Japanese style. Um, I think One Up did a um. I'm sorry, not One Up, but um, Area Five, the the formerly known as the One Up Show. Uh, Cesar, who was one of the guys on the on the team, did uh, did kind of a, a thing when he went to Tokyo Game Show, where he was talking about the restaurants that he went to, and he went to this place called Coco Curry, and we went there, and it was really, 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 really good, and that's why I'm trying to eat more healthy now that I'm back because I gorged on food there. Uh, we mm. also went to one of those ramen places that you get out of a vending machine, and. Yeah. Let me clarify Explain that. A little Let bit me clarify that. that. And the One Up Show, back when it was called the One Up Show, actually did an episode of that on a previous TGS, and that was also Cesar, who 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 took us through that. So basically, you walk there, to the vending machine, you insert coins, and you press the buttons for what you want. Okay, so you want a certain base of ramen. I don't know what the different bases were, so I just picked the most expensive one. <laughs> and then you can say, "All right, well, that's all I want," and you're done. Or you can say, "I want some." onions or something on there and you press the button you're like I want some uh, something else on it like um, I don't know like a soft boiled egg or seaweed or something like or, or, or yeah so whatever like toppings that you can decipher from the Japanese or from the pictures alright you press the button and once you're done these little meal tickets pop out okay so the meal ticket for the base the meal ticket for the onions and the meal ticket for the seaweed you take them in the store you sit down you just give them your tickets so they have your base order, and then to top it off, they give you a little menu that you circle with a pen that says, how firm do you want your ramen? How oily do you want your soup? How spicy do you want your soup? Do you want any extra toppings other than what you chose from the vending machine? Which really blows my mind because it's just like, then why did I bother going to the vending machine in the first place? <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I figured it out because I think what they want you to do is just pay up front. And just pay for that shit. And when uh, you go inside, they say, all right, this is how we'll customize your order. You have already paid. You don't have to worry about paying. We're just going to take your order, and, and, and you can tell us how you want it. And then if you've paid for extra stuff, they give you the opportunity to get more toppings for free. That's what – now I'm remembering. That, that's what it was because I was able to get four toppings for free, and my sister wouldn't get any. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because I didn't pay for any extra. Uh, so I basically got two toppings out of the machine plus four, so I got six. Anyway. Shit. <laughs> shit. See, I'm you know when you say order a ramen out of a vending machine, this yeah. is what I'm thinking. It it, it gives thinking, you a bowl. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> you put money in the machine, and then out pops a bowl and some, you know, the 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 water with the the ramen mm -hmm, flavor mm -hmm. comes out, and then some noodles just fall out of the machine <laughs> with the toppings, <laughs> and boom, you have a nice piping hot, <laughs> piping, <laughs> a nice piping hot bowl of ramen in front of you. I thought you were going to say piping hot bowl of shit and rings. <laughs> and then I remember you had said in your picture, uh, yeah, the, the ramen doesn't come from the, 
no, no. You said, don't worry. There's guys upstairs who make the ramen yeah. beforehand or something like that. And I thought, oh, well, what? They make the ramen and, and put they it in the machine. It, and they put it in the machine. <laughs> and then when you buy it, it like heats it up and it drops it for you or something. No. I'm like, damn, that's some high tech shit. No, that would be awesome, though. There is, okay, in New York City, if anybody listening wants to visit New York City, there is a, um, there is a small Japanese. There's there's no Japan town in New York City, which which a baffles me and two makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Cause they have them for everybody else. Yeah, because I mean, they like have a Japan town in LA. Like an entire segment, yeah. and then they yeah. have like Korea Way on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't even consider uh, the Korea Way anywhere near what I would want a Japan town to be, because that's also only like a couple of blocks, whereas Chinatown is fucking sprawling. True, uh, but like. Yeah, so Japantown and San Fran's great. I've never been to the one in L.A., but it's like you, you kind of wish there was a Japantown. And I, I just like their culture. I, I'm just a fan of it. That's why I took Japanese in high school. But in, there is a small area around St. Mark's, which is around Cooper Union. If, if any of you are college students and are applying to Cooper Union for engineering school, St. Mark's is right there. And that's where a lot of the ramen, yakitori shops are. So at least you can get some Japanese food. Um, around that area, there was a place that's just a Big-ass vending machine. And there, there are people behind the machine, I'm sure. And I've seen light behind there. But, like, you could get a corn dog from a vending machine or, like, some other hot food from a vending machine. And I'm just like, what? And it's like, it reminds me of, like, going to a movie theater and getting, like, chicken fingers from a vending machine. That just, ugh, ugh. I had a corn dog from that vending machine. and it, uh, yeah. <laughs> But they are huge on vending machines over in Japan. Like, every, like, every... I want to say every 100 to 200 feet, or maybe every 2 to 3 blocks, 200 feet is kind of too small, but every like 2 to 3 blocks, there's a vending machine. For something. With soda, coffee, coffee soda. juice, hot coffee, cold coffee, iced tea, hot tea, whatever. There's a vending machine for like every, like like all these capsules. types of drinks. Caps, well, the capsules, yeah, but they're not as prevalent, actually, as the coffee machines, as, oh, as okay. the drink machines. No alcohol, but everything is like coffee and drinks and whatever, and it's just like, mm. wow. Like... My sister was like, oh, I heard they're big on vending machines, so as soon as we got out of the airport, she got something from the vending machine. I'm like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to the hotel, we walked around, and there was a vending machine. And we walked further, and there was a vending machine. And then we went to the place that we were trying to go to find dinner. There was a vending machine. There were actually three of them. Okay, and then we went to the Kabuki house, and there was a vending machine there. There's vending machine everywhere. Whereas here, you'd only find them in, like, offices or movie theaters or arcades. You wouldn't find you, – you would rarely find a vending machine just sitting out on the street. Yeah, if it weren't in a bus stop, sure. It it, it it you don't see that here. Actually, I don't see that here in New York, at least places I've been. But over there, sitting out there, and apparently Suntory is the boss, and Tommy Lee Jones endorses it. I don't know. Um, oh right, yeah. But um, Shibuya is noted for Shibuya Crossing, where there are like mm-hmm. six crosswalks in this one big ass street, and it's like if you played uh, the world ends with you, that's the very first thing you see. Oh really? Nice. Oh yeah, you start in Shibuya Crossing. It's yeah. It's basically um, all walker, all pedestrians, or all cars because it's like six walkways and there's no way to control yeah. it. So no fucking way. So you know the cars get one light for this one direction, and then another direction gets another light, and then another direction gets another light, and then another direction gets another light. And so then, you must wait forever to cross the street. Yeah, but that's not it. The pedestrians all get one light, and so it's this massive blob of people just colliding into each other. Only they're Japanese, so they don't collide. Uh, like in, in 
any other country in the world, I'm sure you'd collide. But in Japan, they managed to avoid <laughs> each other. It's a whole They're good like that. mess of people just walking back and forth for like 60 seconds. And it's insane. And my sister caught this on video and she caught this on photo and whatever. We went back to Shibuya on our last day just to see the crossing again. And in the meantime, there's this big-ass ad playing for New Super Mario Brothers for Wii. Like on a loudspeaker. Like the ad is so loud that... It's not just like, oh, I hear Mario music come from somewhere. It's, I am crossing the street in the Mushroom Kingdom. That is how loud it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was one of the best sentences crafted this morning. <laughs> How? Really? Was it that good? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that just really put me... Because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you're crossing the street. And it's, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I can't hear because it's stupid fucking Mario music. <laughs> but you're like, I'm crossing the street <laughs> in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's so loud. And it completely transformed me from thinking of shit we were crossing <laughs> to thinking of World 1-1. It, it's, that's what it is. It's just like... Like in 8-bit, right? In 8-bit oh music. It's, it's the NES music, but it's so loud. It's like... And you get it, like you're crossing, and like you look up, and there's a mushroom on this advertisement, and like it goes from mushroom to Mario to Goomba, and then the date, the release date, and mind you, Japan got it after we did. I think it just came out in Japan. Like yeah, yesterday. it just came out. Yeah. So like four hundred twenty thousand first day. Yeah, I'm like, like I was crossing the street, and I looked up, and I'm just like, they don't have it yet. <laughs> Like I'm like what I'm like damn Fizzy is doing some work, but oh, yeah. like they they had Terminator Salvation first so I guess yeah I call it even <laughs> so on Blu-ray yeah. on Blu-ray, but um they rent CDs I heard and that I'm like somewhere how do you prevent someone from renting a CD and burning it and returning it but then again I I guess how do you prevent someone from renting a Netflix DVD burning it and returning it so I guess it's a moot point but still yeah. That's harder to do than burning a CD. Anyway, so that was Shibuya Crossing. Like, that's... Of the more fun areas you should go to uh, is, pro- I would say, Shibuya, um, Akihabara. Shinjuku, we just... It was just kind of cool to walk around, but we I don't think we hit the fun parts. Uh, oh, we, d- we did okay. venture into Harajuku uh, before that, um, and that was, like, a nice shopping... I think Shinjuku and Harajuku are more, like, shopping places. And it's, like when you go to kind of feel comfortable with yourself because it's like, oh, everybody likes shopping and it's there's nothing foreign about it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see what the shopping li- is like in this other nation. Then you go there. But if you actually want to just kind of hang around and, 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 and people watch and soak in the culture and whatever, you go to Shibuya. If you're a, ga- mm-hmm. if you're a gamer, you go to Akihabara. Mm-hmm. Um, and now on to, finally on to Akihabara. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> probably the only thing people care about and they fast-forwarded to this part. Um, well, I don't know. Shibuya is pretty interesting. Shibuya! Walking, crossing the street in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> that's that's just that tops everything. <laughs> I, I meant to ask if you uh, went to see. Uh, you haven't played The World Ends with You. I have not. The Stephen Zatillo did this little um, feature on Kotaku, and he went to uh, he went to Japan for TGS, mm. and he started taking pictures of himself. Doing similar poses to um, I can't even remember the guy's name anymore. Uh, Ultraman. Neku. Neku. In, um, oh, in the game. In World Ends with You. I thought I thought you meant like Ultraman. I don't know why that came to no. mind. <laughs> um, but like he would take the pose that Neku would do in the game at this exact same real life landmark, <laughs> and then you would see how 
the world ends with you looks and the the fake product that they had and the real product that they were actually kind of faking up. That's awesome. And that's that's kind of like, like the Get a Life a building in Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. Instead of the MetLife building. Exactly. Like there's a, a place yeah, called yeah. Amex in um in the world ends with you is called Amex, but it's actually HMV. Oh in yeah, yeah. Japan. Uh huh. It's like you know things like that. I was gonna ask you if you went to uh, Hachiko Statue. Yes, we took a picture Which, of her. I mean, you should have if you were at Shibuya Crossing. Yeah. You should be, like, right nearby. Yeah, it was right there. And, and, like, actually, I didn't know what the hell that was until my sister read it from the timeout thing. And she was like, you should know this. I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, why should I know this? She was like, because I knew. And I'm like, yeah, but you read in the book. She's like, so? I knew. <laughs> but we actually we actually met our friend there. and like, the, Oh, we, see, and you used it for what yeah, you should use it for. The, the default thing was, where should we meet? I, do, I don't know. Dude, just meet at the dog. Okay. <laughs> That's where everybody meets. Just meet at the dog, okay, and like it's the one. Where, it's one of the words that he knew how to say. So if I ever got lost, I'd just be like, uh, and I didn't know what the dog's name was. So I, oh. I would just be like, um, uh, ano inua doko desu ka? And he'd be like, dog. Uh, what? I'd be like, no, 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 dog. And like, I'd make a motion with my hands, be like the famous dog. I, I think I could get around that way, but I ended up finding the dog's name on the map. So, like, if I ever got lost, then I actually knew the name. But I was mm. totally planning on going, like, where is the dog? Where is the dog? <laughs> it would be like, where the is the dog? <laughs> I mean, instead of just saying, okay, well, dog, he must be talking about Hajiko statue. Yeah, they'd be like, they what? They'd just be like, what, you, ha- you lost your dog? Because <laughs> I don't know how to say statue in Japanese. I mean, the, 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 the closest I could get is a sutachu. And they would, yeah, and they probably wouldn't know ha- what the hell no, that is. No, no, half of them probably would, because so oh. many, so many young people like to say English words in Japanese now that it's just kind of like what, like the the tour guide when we went around to Kyushu was saying was telling because the tour was in Mandarin Chinese and not n- okay. not a lot of the people actually knew Japanese and she was just saying like oh you know if you know English well which most of them did because most of them actually came from America, mm-hmm. um, she's like if you know your English really well like you could you know you could easily communicate with Japanese. So if you go ask for rice, you can just say, Raisu. And I'm like, what? I'm like, rice is gohan. Yeah. And she was, like, they, she was like, no, the young people don't like saying gohan anymore. They like saying Raisu. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. And when we were sitting down to eat at a restaurant, like at this quote-unquote French restaurant, because like, you know, they, they, were, they actually did a really good job of making a rare steak. And it was so good. Anyway, mm. um, they, she, they were like giving us a choice between bread and rice. And so... The the person who took our order was like, oh, uh, pan, which is, you know, pan bread. So they say mm-hmm. pan or daisu. And I'm like, huh? Like, white daisu. I'm like, oh, white rice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just totally thinking they're going to say gohan. And I'm just like, why did they say rice? Anyway, that you know, that's how they go. So uh-huh. I, I don't know. Like, it, it, I wouldn't have been surprised if I was like, uh, inu no sutachu doko desu ka? And they would be like, uh, oh, hi, hi, hi. I also wouldn't have been surprised if they totally looked at me like I'm crazy because, like, like True, I said, like only like, the younger the people. But um, mm-hmm. so Akihabara, that's where we had the ramen, and then there was this big ass building called the Sega Gigo Sega Gigo thing. Like, oh uh, yeah, there were like five floors of Sega, and I'm like, all right. And so I went in. There was this guy like screaming really loudly, like happily into like a microphone, and like like he was commentating on something, and we we. We pushed past the crowd to see what he was being a commentator for, and it was a dude playing one of those stupid claw games, like in the, <laughs> like in the movie theater when you try to pick up a doll and it never works because the claws never yeah. tighter. That's all he, he was, was doing. commentating a claw game. I thought that's he was playing like Wii funny. Sports or something, or like or 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 Deca Sports or like Let's Tap because that's a Sega game. So I thought they were mm-hmm. playing. No, it's a claw game. So I'm like, uh, what? 
Okay. A real claw game, not yeah. a video game claw game, right? Yeah. Okay. Like a real claw game. So we went up the stairs, and there were more claw games, and I was taking pictures of it. And of course, the lady was like, oh, da, 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 and was telling me not to take pictures. So we went up another mm-hmm. floor, and there were more claw games. We went up another floor, and there were more, like, capsule vending machines. We finally get up to, like, the fifth floor, and there's, like, virtual on and, like, virtual fighter and a whole bunch of other shit. And then there was, like, Tekken. And I'm like, Tekken's not Sega. What? It was just an arcade. <laughs> And then we went up Oh, it floor. was an arcade. It wasn't yeah. a, but that's weird that it would be in a Sega it building. would have non Sega games. Yeah. And then we went up another floor and like there was this multi- multiplayer like network game where it was like four arcade machines linked to the same game and they were playing some kind of like dungeon crawl and I'm, I was like I got to get a, a a video of this because Al would want to see this. It's like a dungeon crawl in the arcade and then it looked kind of choppy at like 2 frames a second so I was like, "Oh." Ah. And we just left. I would I really would have loved to see yeah. that. And then I, I did get video of it, but I don't know if it comes through on the camera. But then we went oh. to uh, the Taito game station. I'm like, all right, Taito. We're going to see Bubble Bobble. We're going to see, like, the history of Space Invaders and, like, Dig Dug and all this stuff. And it was a whole bunch of claw games that you get Bubble Bobble <laughs> dolls out of. And I'm just like, what the hell? What's up with these claw games? I'm like, why? And so we went up more floors, and it was the same thing. It was just a whole bunch of arcade games. And again, I saw Tekken there, and I'm like, Why? Why is it called the Taito Game Station if the only Taito lore they have is in a claw machine? Why don't they have, like, a museum with Bub and Bob? Why don't, like... D- so I'm like, all right, this is mildly disappointing. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, you know, the, one of the bigger stores that I've heard about is SoftMap, right? There's a their big right. electronic store. That's where people get all their video games. And so SoftMap's inventory, at least in Akihabara, was probably so big that they... I'm guessing this is why they had to spread it out amongst different stores, but that's how big it, that's how big, I guess, it was. That they had three different, two to three different buildings. So I'm like, all right, let's go to this one. And the first floor is filled with computer software and mice. And second floor is filled with keyboards. Third floor is filled with like do-it-yourself stuff, like cases and shit like that. I, I, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Do-it-yourself mm-hmm. computer stuff. Like it is. I didn't think it would be as big as it is here, but it is. Um, or at least, it, or at least that store made it appear to be. And the fourth floor had motherboards, and then like the fifth floor had like laptops row after row. And my sister took a video of the laptops just going row after row after row of laptops. She's like, "How many could there be?" And she was like, "I wanted you there because I was actually like looking around another area." She was like, "I wanted you to the Borat, where you point at one thing and go, what is this?'" And I go, "Laptop, <laughs> and this laptop, and this laptop, and this what is this laptop?" Did you ever see Borat? Yeah, but I don't really. There was a part. There was a deleted scene where he's in the supermarket going, "What is oh, this?" And the guy's like, "Cheese." I think it's a deleted scene. Yeah, because I don't remember that movie very well. I don't remember it either. Yeah, he was like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's cheese." And this, it's another type of cheese. And this, another cheese. And this, cheese. And this, cheese, or something like that. So she wanted to do that with the laptops, but so anyway, we go up to the sixth floor because it says, like in you know, in a combination of of Rumaji and, and Katakana, it says PC game. And I'm like, all right, PC game. Let's go up there. It was all porn. Yeah, I, I probably would have thought that myself before even going up there because the only PC games you hear about in Japan are hentai games. Yeah, but I was in a freaking electronics store like the day in Shibuya. The, Shibuya! Every time I said Shibuya, I said that like twice first. Like, <laughs> and, and, like I got my sister doing it too. She would go like, Shibuya! But, um, <laughs> I was in that electronics store in Shibuya, okay? There was a PC running Fear 2. So I'm like, all okay. right, they play FPSs here. That's cool. And so when I yeah. saw PC game and SoftMap, I'm like, all right, I'm going to see some computer games. Let's see what they got. Let's see if they have Fear 2. Let's see if they got Crisis. Let's see if they got freaking, like, Stalker. And I'm sure they had Stalker, but it wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> Instead, you saw Rayplay. <laughs> oh, God. Like, there was probably a game called Stalker, and it was not Shadow of Chernobyl. It was, like, probably uh-huh. Shadow of Her Skirt or some shit. And it was, like, 
I'm like, dude, let's go. And she's like, no, I got to get a video of this. <laughs> and so she got a video of all, like, the disgusting, like, posters of, like, cum shots and stuff. It was gross. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this, they're really open about this. And, like, there, there were guys just walking around looking at the PC, the quote, end quote, PC games. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, look, look sperm, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, all right, let's go. So we went to the top floor where it said DVD. So I'm like, I wonder what kind of, you know, movies they have, you know, in like what's out here. Like I heard Terminator Salvation already made it out here in the States. I mean, in Japan where it's not even out in the States yet. Mm-hmm. Porn. Ah. Just porn. I was like, let's go. And she's like, I'm going to give you this too. And so she got to be that. Then we left. Then but we... The, the, the weird thing is that like they, the difference I think between like porno that they show in Japan and like out here is what they censor. So I'm pretty sure it's like you were probably like baffled. It's like, why is that censored? But that's not. I didn't stick What's... around long enough to see what was censored and what was not. I just oh, saw that there okay. was a whole row of DVDs with covers, like with girls on them who are just up very scantily and had a lot of makeup on and barely look Japanese because that's, you know, they, they dye their hair and everything. That's how, yeah. I was like, uh. Dude, okay, random. In Shibuya, okay, there was a, and I'm sure you saw the photo of this, but just for everyone else out there. I saw a sign for Club Sega, which I thought was one of those places where you could play Virtual Fighter 5 because there is a Club Sega in Virtual Fighter 4 yes, in like the right. world map. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go walk in this place. But from across the street, I saw that next to the Club Sega sign was like like on the same sign, like as if to advertise Club Sega, there were like girls in hosiery and like really <laughs> short skirts and like, you know, with that same kind of dyed hair, big eye, big eyelashes look, but like looking like they were wanting to offer something else. Uh-oh. And they clearly weren't, but I'm just like, why is this an advertisement for Club Sega? It's as if I went into a Best Buy and there were a lingerie model hawking the wares. Like, what? Exactly. It's like, why, what? what do you have yeah. to do with Best Buy? Exactly. And so I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know what's in here, but we're going to move on. So, But back to Akihabara, uh, I, Super Potato is like one of the bigger things that people are probably curious about. I'm sure they've heard that Jeff Gersman has been talking about Super Potato. Um, Chris... Uh, Wow, I can't believe I forgot. Chris Col- <laughs> oh my God, Chris Kohler of Wire did a video of the video game stores in, in Japan, and the first, the the one that's on the thumbnail of the video is a big honking image of Super Potato. So I'm sure people who are in the video games who haven't been to Japan yet have been studying on it are no stranger to the Super Potato phenomenon. But like, that was the store that I wanted to hit the most, and that's what I thought was like the huge five-story floor filled with stuff. That's actually the soft map, and the video games are only on the fifth floor. But, like, I went into the Super Potato, and it was, like, this small building that was, like, kind of um, nondescript except for the fact that they had, like, Pac-Man and Mario stencils, like, pasted on the front of the building. So that's, right. like, like, you could see, like, it was on the third floor of the building where they had it, out, uh, like, on the outside, so you could tell, like, from far away, this is, this is a place that has video games in it. Okay. And so my sister and I were looking for it, because, and I'm just, like, couldn't find it, and I was all upset, because, like, this is what I really wanted to see, and, like, I asked the guy in the store, and I actually managed to say it in Japanese, doko ni, super potato, doko ni desu doko desu and he actually pointed it out, and he, you know, gave me the directions, and I was like, oh, my God, I spoke Japanese to a guy, and I found it, and I can't find it now, and I was all depressed, and she was like, oh, look, there's a Mario on that building, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, we can go there if I can't find the super potato. And then she was like, what if that, uh, like, she was like, that doesn't say, like, super potato in Japanese or anything, because, like, it had katakana on it. And then I read it slowly, I'm like, super potato. And I ran to it, and it was like this, it was like dinky inside. I'm like, oh. And then uh, I went up to, like, the first, I went up the stairs. It's like to the uh, fir- one yeah. of those stores on Elizabeth Street. Yeah, I went up to the store on, uh, I went up to the first floor on the stairs, and, like, there was no entrance, and, like, Apparently the first and second and the first and second floors are part of a different building or a part of a different store. I'm like, oh, so we took the elevator up to the fifth floor where it said retro games, and I'm like, okay, so this is where all the Atari is going to be. No, there was like Solomon's Key and like 
uh, uh, Vampire Killer and 1942 and a whole bunch of really old sit-down arcade games. I'm like, holy shit, this is kind of wow. awesome. And then, like, that's where we saw the Solid Snake, and I took a picture with the Solid Snake. Um, mm. And that's where there was the Famicom chair. And basically, for everybody listening, it was a chair constructed entirely of Famicom carts. Right. Just old Famicom carts. And I sat in it, and it didn't break. Awesome. Um, and so that was kind of cool to see all the old arcade games there. Um, I, I didn't even know that Solomon's Key had an arcade version. It's actually on virtual. Oh, yeah. It's actually on virtual console. I'm just like, well, I have the NES version. Um, and then a floor below was all the um, PlayStation, Sa- not Saturn, sorry, PlayStation, um, N64, GameCube. Um, I want to say Turbo CD. No, the Turbo CD games were on the Saturn floor. So. Um, I kind of feel like they separated it between mainstream and not so mainstream. I guess I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> Maybe, but, but like I mean, Turbo CD and uh, Saturn. Yeah, Turbo, well, yeah, Turbo CD and Saturn were pretty much mainstream in Japan. That's true. So I don't get it. Anyway, um, Maybe so, it was oh no, PlayStation's disc. Yeah, I mean there was there was a whole bunch of like the. I, I guess it doesn't make sense to separate them because I can't remember what was on what floor, but like there was, there was a lot of old game soundtracks that uh, that that were you know going for like thirty dollars American, which is like twenty eight hundred yen or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a whole bunch of like, um, oh, what else did they have? They had, they had obviously a lot of old Famicom games stacked up, just kind of like kind of like um, the old video game uh, multimedia one. Which is now yeah. just video games in New York, and it's on t- it's on Sixth Street instead of like instead of St. Mark's. Like it moved two blocks down. It's kind of like that. So it wasn't super fascinating to see all the Famicom shit because it's like all right, I've seen that. Like right. I and like I'd be more interested in old old ass NES carts because you know I can't understand the Japanese that is in Famicom carts. Like I wouldn't care. But like things like the Sega uh, the Sega things like the soundtrack CDs and uh, and like looking for Radiant Silver Gun and, like, the PCCD games that most likely wouldn't come out here. Like, I don't know when East 4 is coming out here. Like, I know East 1 and 2 made it over here, and I'm going to download yeah, it on a virtual console. I thought they are going to do anything but, else with East. Yeah, but 4, I don't know if that's going to come out here. Um, all the action games on PCCD that wouldn't come out here that don't need English to understand. Like, mm-hmm. like that stuff was what was interesting to me. And I, I picked up Layer Section 2 just because I felt like picking it up. And, like, I know that it's Ray Storm in the States and whatever it's in but whatever, I I kind of, it was wrapped and it was, it looked like, it looks like it's new. So I'm like, I got a shrink-wrapped new thing from Super Potato that usually has used shit. But mm-hmm. even their used stuff has, like, a lot of care taken into it. They, 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 it's not like GameStop here where sometimes you'll get, like, a lot of scratches on the disc and, like, the boxes will be tattered sometimes. Like, they keep it in pretty good condition. I got a, I got a, a Dragon Quest Four Symphonic Suite, um... I think it's a two-disc collection with like a with one of those fat jewel cases, and it comes in a black like little um, soft cover. And mm-hmm. it was a little bit scuffed. And there was a, <coughs> there's a sticker that there's a sticker set that comes with the soundtrack that that had one one of the stickers removed. I didn't give a shit about the stickers, so I'm like, all right, okay. that's fine. Um, and the CDs are in pristine condition, like the un, uh, the actual jewel ca- jewel cases in pristine condition. Um, and like a lot of the soundtracks are the same way. Like you can like they're they're at the very least in good condition. Like the stuff that you sometimes see in like our used game shops are like in fair condition. Yeah. Okay condition. Yeah, like okay. And then they had a whole bunch of shrink wrapped like Famicoms, um, in the corner that like looked really like again, looked really pristine, a whole bunch of old NESs, new NESs. As in American NESs? Um I think yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I saw one of the top loading NESs. Oh wow! I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw one. Um, 
like they had like PC CDs. I was so tempted to pick up a, a, a PC Engine and PC CD, but I didn't. I, I Were didn't they wanna, cheap? I can't remember, but they they weren't cheap enough for me to just buy on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like I had to have been prepared to be like, all right, I'm going to drop like eighty bucks to a hundred bucks on this thing. Right. Um, which is stupid because I ended up buying eighty bucks or two hundred bucks worth of souvenirs. So, <laughs> but hey, um, but... <laughs> for for like for other people, but still, like I still dropped the money. I saw a poor little GameCube sitting on display for like twenty uh two two thousand yen, which is twenty like twenty four bucks. Yeah, I actually went out um last Saturday night and we looked in the GameStop window and they were selling used GameCubes for thirty bucks. Oh, I feel so bad for it. I feel bad. But um, yeah, there were old PlayStation games there too. Um, I mean, it's basically it was really small. the The physical layout of the store was small, but the content was all there, and that was the biggest thing. Like, I thought it was a huge store, so I was slightly disappointed. But like, it was dense, full of stuff. And the only problem with that was that, like, you know, I had my bag with me, and it was getting really full, so I had to be careful, like, when I turned around, because I didn't want to knock stuff over. Oh, um, but yeah, cause it's that small. Yeah, and it was narrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had so they had Radiant Silver Gun there for a hundred. Eighty, eight, eight, okay. Let me say the number properly. One eighty-eight. No. Eighteen thousand, eighteen thousand and eight hundred yen, which corresponds to about two hundred bucks U.S. In a better economy. Oh, eighteen thousand eight hundred. Okay. In a better economy, it would have correspond to one hundred eighty-eight bucks, but I digress. Right. Um. Anyway, like, as I'm just like, it's right there within reach, and it looks like it's a new copy. It like has the new copy sticker underneath it, unless that's a sign just saying this is a very well kept used copy. I don't know what it said. But it looked like it was new because, like, a lot of the games behind the glass shelf had that. And then, as I looked at the picture that I posted even closer, there was a game that was, like, 32,400 yen. I'm like, I wonder what that is. <laughs> but I couldn't see it closely enough. It was only peeking out from behind the other game, so I didn't know what the hell that was. Yeah, I'm surprised, though, that... I mean, I guess I'm not... I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm surprised that in its home country, Radiant Silver Gun is still as expensive as you'd find on eBay. Yeah, because they only printed... They only pressed, like, 50,000 copies... Oh, like at yeah. pe- like period, like worldwide, there are only. That's like Panzerjagun Saga. Yeah, except pr- except Saga, like they pressed fifty thousand in the states and fifty thousand in Japan. So you know, like right. at least you have double the amount. Whereas, which is really stupid because I went in there going, okay, well I'm not going to buy Raiden Silver Gun, but let me ask him if they have Panzerjagun Saga. The mm-hmm. instant that I asked him and he went behind the computer to look it up. I realized that, hey, it's also American, so why would I bother getting this? Me true. And B, how could I read it? And so I didn't want to just leave, so I just waited for him to come back and tell me that they didn't have it. Instead of just like leaving and being like that. But like, it, it ends up that he ended up coming back and told me where it was, but it was only Panzer Dragoon, because he, I guess he didn't hear me say Saga. Saga. Oh, so, so. it's only the original. Yeah, I have, uh, I think I have Panzer Dragoon 2, uh, Japanese. His way? Yeah. And no kind of issues with translation. I think it's actually English. Oh, really? I think so. I think I bought... I, I think I have Zway in English because I bought it off of, like, eBay where it was just, like, oh, yeah, Saturn Games for, like, $5, and, like, it didn't come in a jewel case, and I really didn't care. I just wanted to play it. I didn't care about its conditions. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, but then fi- we finally went to the soft map, and that was our last place that we hit up in Akihabara. And, like, that was basically our best buy. That had all the new games. Dude, they sell DS games there for, like, 4,800 yen. I'm like, $50? Wow. I'm like, I was upset that PSP games are $50 in the States, but they're selling games for, like, between forty and four and 5,000 yen. I'm like, what the hell? Like, that, that's crazy. They had, they had the, um, the new uh, Phoenix Wright game out there that was actually Edgeworth. 
Oh right. And I was about to pick it up because it was in like it was like in a in a, in a quasi bargain bin area. Because I saw a big sign that said 980 yen DS games. I'm like, oh, $10, yeah. I'll pick that up, but that one was $1,900. i am like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to risk $20 on something that might not be in English where you should probably have to know. Because I know that Phoenix yeah. Wright, the original one, came out in Japan, but it also had the English one. I believe that's the one you have, right? Yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah, so that has an English subtitle. That has English uh, mode. But I don't know if uh, the Edgeworth game has an yeah, English mode. And I didn't want to risk it. And I was like, and I didn't have internet on my BlackBerry because I was in Japan, not in America, so I don't want to risk it. Um, mm-hmm. So I just decided, no, I'll, I'll, whatever. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so SoftMap, they all, like, the one thing that they don't have in Best Buy that they did have there was also use games and use consoles. Mm. Like, again, it's Japanese, so they were kept in pristine condition. True. Um, and so it was just interesting to look that look through that. Um the one thing before I get off of Japan is they had this fighting game for Game Boy Advance or for DS. I think it's for DS because they don't make GBA games anymore. Oh, third pillar, yeah, my ass. Um, and it featured Cosmos from Xenosaga. Xenosaga, uh huh. And I don't know, maybe it was like a cameo or what. It was, certainly wasn't like a Xenogears branded game, but it was some weird like fighting game. And and like they were, the only reason why I bring this up is because I was, as I was waiting for the elevator down, I was taking footage of this game for this one reason alone. They were fighting, and you know how in fighting games you bust out the super move and the, there's a big drawing of the character, like, screaming, that comes on screen. Like in Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes. Like, they show the character, like, and, then the, and then the drawing goes away, and you see them throughout the super move. So they had drawings of these characters, and it, apparently most of the characters that were fighting were girls. So I'm like, all right. Oh, oh, time out, time out. Before I go on, I forgot. In the Sega, Gigo, Sega, Gigo, Sega building with the, with the, with the uh, claw machines, I saw Super Melty Blood. Oh, Not Melty Super Blood. Melty Blood, just Melty Blood. I was like, oh my god, this thing exists. It's not just a myth. Like, I know it's not a myth, but I'd never seen it. So, anyway. Um, so, I'm watching, and, like, these girls are fighting. And this one girl, and I think it was Cosmos, busted out a special move. And when I say busted out, I literally mean her bust busted out. Okay. <laughs> like she like whatever bra she was wearing snapped and like her boobs flew out. No, no, awesome. nothing to censor. Okay, there was no there there was nothing like it did. They didn't literally like fly out so that you could see like everything. They just like popped. It was it was kind of akin to beating King in Art of Fighting and seeing her shirt burst open. Ah, okay. Except in this case, it's not a shirt bursting open. It's a bra snapping open. And so while it was still on and you couldn't see anything explicit, it just went boing. And I'm like, what? So I had to tape it. And I taped this, like, super move of of super chest explode. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, the way that it happens isn't just, like, my Shiranui bouncing around, okay? It's like, she thrusts her chest forward, okay? And, like, it bulges, and then the thing snaps. And I'm like, this is where you're getting your super move energy from? Your boobs? Like, I don't understand what that has to do with, what one thing has to do with the other. Like, kind of like the, the, the oh, girls wait, in the panties uh, no, in front of Club no. Sega. Okay. It's like, why does one thing have to do with the other? Like, if you wanted to show her chest, just have her, <laughs> just have it out at all times, you know? You don't have to, like, unleash it for, like, the super fireball. Like, what, is it coming out of her chest? <laughs> I think is I might it, have is found it. Like, it. Is it like a milk attack, or I don't understand what's going on here? But like, it, I found it. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Where? Where? How'd you find it? 
I, I just searched Google for uh, Cosmos Fighting. It's a Super Robot Tyson game. Oh, that's, that's, that's and I just saw the 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 the, the Super thing. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna send you the link for the video. It's at five and a half minutes. Oh my god! I, well, I, oh I've seen it. I have it. <laughs> I have my I own. I know, but this is like full screen inside the game type of thing. It's insane. Um, the animation is pretty like detailed. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like looking at the different you... characters and how like they just jump in front of the screen. But yeah, 520 is when <laughs> they start talking about you Cosmos. It. You're like, I found it. I found it. It was exactly what you said. 526. She jumps out. She shoots the gun. 5.30, she jumps and slashes the sword, shoots some rays out of her chest. 5.34, she comes up, her shirt rips open, and then a, bu- a bubble comes out. It, it's... <laughs> and then she sets him on fire inside the bubble. It's... It, it, oh, my God. This is... Like, I'm not watching it. I'm just waiting for it to load up. But, yeah, mm-hmm. just watching that, I'm like, I have to catch a video of this because this is ridiculous. Wow, that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's Japan. Boobs. And... Boobs. And yeah, oh god, and 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 as if on cue, and under the featured videos widget on this YouTube page, uh-huh. one of the one of them is top ten hottest girls in gaming, and the thumbnail has Tifa from Final Fantasy VII showing her like not showing, but her nipples are peeking through the shirt. Have have oh, we yeah. not gone past this like as human beings? No, I guess not. But still, come on, really? No, we're not gonna go. Oh past my god! Oh, okay. I don't have that under my featured videos. Damn, I do. <laughs> the the username is called Barely Political. Um, which reminds me of barely legal. Which reminds me of this. This guy are sick. Uh, wow, people. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I, I guess that's what people like. They like titties. Okay, what's next, dude? <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think we could call it a day. Okay, because we were talking so much about boobs that the saboteur thing kind of seems light in comparison. Yeah, I mean, I'll just touch on it real quick. Uh, <laughs> he said, "Touch on it." Touch on it. <laughs> Uh, earlier this week, I guess it was on Tuesday, because that's when games usually release in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saboteur was released, mm-hmm. which um, I don't really know how many people actually care about it. Mm-hmm. But it is an EA-produced um, game set in Nazi Germany. Well, not Nazi Germany, but World War II about a uh, Nazi spy, uh, anti-Nazi spy, I think, or something like that. I don't even really know what the game's about. But the whole thing about it is that <clears throat> when the game was released... Uh, EA put out this DLC that uh, I don't. It's some club in Germany called the Midnight. No, it could not be called the Midnight Club, or else they'd probably be sued by Rockstar. Um, but there's a club where there's like a strip club and some other places that feature nudity, and they're only available to people who purchase the game new because there's a code inside the game that can only be used once, and you get the DLC. Blah blah blah. But apparently, this DLC, uh, I don't know if it's the DLC or if it's something else, <clears throat> or if it's the intro to the game or whatever, but the game opens up with a video that I've seen on Kotaku or whatever, and it's uh, taking place in a strip club where women are dancing on the stage, and they're dancing in front of other guys, some Nazi guys that are sitting down there or whatever. <clears throat> And they had a split screen of the censored version and the uncensored version. And the only difference was that instead of bare breasts with nipples, it's bare breasts with pasties. Okay, right. And I think that that's just crazy. It's like, you know, the it, it's weird that in America and in other parts of the world, but mostly it's in America, the only difference between nudity for a woman on top 
is the existence of an areola and a nipple. You could that, that means you could theoretically show like boobies that have absolutely no nipple, just like you know a, a bulbous sack on the chest <laughs> that has <laughs> that has. I'm sorry, no when, when you say bulbous sack on the chest, I think it's something else completely. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think of anything Tea else at the moment. Bag. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, <clears throat> you could theoretically have somebody walk around. And I think that they've done it before, like, um, with, like, synthetic creatures on movies or something like that. And they walk around with titties, but no nipples and no areola. And that's passable. The Medusa, the Medusa in Castlevania 4. True. Um, and it's weird because I, I was reading through the comments because I always like to read through the comments on these little things and, and, and didn't stop when it becomes like a bitch fest. But <laughs> somebody said that in God of War, <clears throat> you can see titties without any kind of uh, DLC cheat code ever. And he thinks it's ridiculous that EA would do this. And there are plenty of other games that do that already. So, you know, you got to figure out why are they doing this? Right. Are you doing it because they're scared or are they doing this for other reasons? And, you know, also now we kind of came to the conclusion that they're doing it because they want to make sure you buy the game. Right, because the DLC is not going to work if you... Uh, or if you buy the DLC, I'm sh- I think what... Ha- uh, and technologically, I don't know what happens because I didn't read up on it, but I'm theorizing that, you know, okay, so... And this is probably how it would work for any game that's trying to force you to buy a new copy, is you buy the game, you load it into your 360 or PS3. You buy the DLC and... Oh, you don't buy... In this case, the DLC is free. Okay, so you, but you get the DLC. And right. when you get it, like, I'm assuming that maybe your console sends, like, a serial number of the disc or something like that to their server. Or in some kind of way, you have to use a code that comes... Yeah, in this case, for the Saboteur, there's a card inside oh, the okay, okay, with okay. a code. A one-time use code. Okay, so yeah. And, and so, like, the whole purpose of that is to be like... Hey, if you want to see titties, you better get the new version of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and the biggest problem for me is that, and I guess this is going back to what I was saying about, you know, the shirt bursting open when you're doing a fireball, (laughs) is are we really still at that stage where it's such a big deal to to, to see a nipple that people would be willing to buy a new version of a game just to be able to get free downloadable content that will show you those nipples? And it's like, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, yeah, we are. I mean, we're wired that way. I'm not going to say that we're wrong for it, but I, I just feel like it's such a trivial thing to, A, be so focused on when you're buying a game, and, two, it's such a, like, th- just the idea behind it of someone, like, uh, peddling nudity. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like they're like, hey, like, if you... If you spend your spend more money to buy a new copy, we'll show you some skin. And it's like, or if you don't pirate the game, if you actually buy our game, we're gonna slip in some some titties. Yeah, I'm, and it's I, like, yeah. I wish well, there was just some other other motivation for us to enjoy games. Then. I wish the motivation for us to enjoy games was actually like having really good games. Like, right. well, if it's exactly. a good game, we're gonna fucking buy it. Yeah, not you know, and especially see, I can understand if they were trying to do something like appeal to the uh, lower teens, but this is an M-rated game. So technically, a 16-year-old, 15-year-old who would really kind of be obsessed about titties at that point in their life, uh, you know, their their access to it is already forbidden. Right, exactly. So you're now catering to the 17-and-up crowd where uh, 
quite frankly, there's probably just a subset of the 17 and overcrowd that is that obsessed about breasts that they would purchase a game for the intent of getting downloadable content to remove pasties from a breast that in, in addition, somebody also noticed that the breasts don't actually have breast physics. <laughs> molds. That's funny. Yeah, and, and then uh, another comment on the thing was something about how, oh yeah, well, you know, I'll I'll just look at my girlfriend's breasts and play another game. Right. And, you and, know, keep my money in my pocket. And the guy who brought up the God of War thing is absolutely correct. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, if you want to put him in your game, there's nothing wrong with that. And 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 again, my biggest problem is simply the, the deviousness of a publisher, like, just peddling this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like, just put it in there. Either put it in there or don't. You know? Right, and, and it's not like they were afraid of the game uh, getting, say, um, well, they an might, AO rating. I, I, they they might have been, because it's EA. You never know what EA is thinking. They might have been, but sure. I'm sure that's not like that's not my biggest problem with it. But the game already has it, so why would it get an AO rating if it's there? I mean, oh, the, the oh, ESRB I would have to yeah. know that this is available. I'm sorry, I wasn't talking about AO. I was just talking about any lashback of, oh my god, you have this in your game. This is not oh, terrible. I think that they're game. concerned with that, yeah. So, but yeah, it, uh, it's just like, okay, put it in, or don't. That's what she said. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got that one a little late. Um, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Oh, um... <clears throat> That that kind of leads me to something just to mention really funnily. Yeah, funnily. Um, I saw a video of somebody with GSILL. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's and, another thing I saw in Japan. That thing is huge, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, they said that the DSILL makes it easier to um, to make the jubblies with the picture program. Oh. <laughs> and then he had a picture of this dude. He loaded a picture of a girl. Uh, uh, an anime girl with these like absolutely like non-proportional term of body titties. Oh my god! And then he he used the stylus and like scrunched them up <laughs> so that they were real tight up onto her neck. And then he hit the button and it went <laughs> on the DSILL screen. It's so much funnier because it's so much larger. I just wanted to mention that. And that really that's quickly. using that's using like the warping technology in the DSI camera thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they did it over and over and over again, and I, I found it hel- completely hilarious. I was just sitting at work watching the video. Yeah, I've, I I tend to watch these stupid videos, <laughs> and they go like NSFW. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm behind a closed door. Let's <laughs> click on it. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, uh, I think we should uh, wrap it up here. Wrap that up. All right, let's um do one little uh one little what's it, what am I gonna call uh, a preview? Not a preview, but just. To let y'all know, uh, we're mm-hmm. trying to inject some new life into this, and it's not necessarily new life if you've been listening to other podcasts like Retronauts or, or all that shit, but um, I figured we could go through a list of all the games that we've beaten or played significantly in our past uh, uh, between me, between Al, and between uh, Pete, and pick one, not necessarily at random, but I'll get to that in a second, but you know... Spend half an hour each episode talking about said game or subset of said game's franchise or the entire franchise at all. Like, we could talk about the 8-bit Marios or even just Super Mario Brothers, like the first one for half an hour, and talk about, like, our memories with the game 
and like maybe how things have changed since then or what things have been pioneered because of it. Or we could talk about like the original NES TMNT game, which was bastardly hard and like all that stupid swimming level was retarded and how hit hit detection is really important in games and that's a prime example of how it's terrible. You know, mm -hmm. shit like that. So we're coming up with a list uh, and we're going <coughs> to, to try to compile this list and, and make it available to you guys and uh, you guys can write in and, and, and tell us what you want us to talk about and we'll, you know, we'll try to, what's going to happen is we're going to try to firm up what we're talking about a week before we record the episode. So let's say next step, let's say 160 is the first one we do. Uh, just, I'm just pulling a number out of my ass. Mm -hmm. 160 is the episode that we do. Um, we would hope that you would let us know, hey, can you guys do this game for episode 160 about a week in advance? And we'd take your choices into consideration. We'd use some kind of randomizer on Excel or something like that to give us the first... Or, or something. Whatever the case may be. Whatever choice we make, we will let you guys know what we do about a week before we record. So that if you guys want to go back and play the game, however you choose to play it, I'm, you know... We discourage illegal activities, but if that's how you choose to go, you're doing it at your own risk, so go ahead and do it. Um, then you could, you know, do it along with us, and then kind of listen along and uh, li listen along and um, mail in any comments you have or any questions that you have with regards to the game. Like, if you want to talk about something like, oh, you know, well, in this game, you know, you did all this stuff and, like, uh, it's upsetting that in, in, in today's games you don't see this type of stuff anymore. Or, wasn't the collision detection in the second level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it's really shitty? <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm going to keep harping on that because I hate the freaking level. But, um, yeah, that's what we're thinking. Uh, within the next month or so, we hope to have a list because you know it's really hard to remember games from your past. Or maybe we just start off with a short list and keep on adding to it and let you guys know what's there. I mean, but yeah, um, it would be nice to have some sort of quasi-interactive element to that. You know, I mean, I, I think Pete's the only one who really plays "quote unquote" new games these days. <laughs> and these it, games, new game, new games. Yeah, new oh, games these days. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Um, I'm still playing a game from like what? What year is this? Final Fantasy VIII. 1999. 1999. Yeah. Right? It, 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 same day as Dreamcast launched. 9999. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, it, Wait, it, at, what? At the very, Dreamcast and Final Fantasy VIII launched at the same day, I believe. Really? In the U.S., yeah. Well, I already had the Japanese Dreamcast, yeah. so that's why I, I, I that, was the first one at the store to get yeah. Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Actually, I think I got it the day before. But, so, it, it'd be a nice way to kind of get all three of us talking about the same game and, and having a back-and-forth conversation because it's really hard to talk about Assassin's Creed 2 when the two of us haven't played it, and Pete has, and he's like, all right, I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, so you're a guy, and you kill people. And it's like, oh, that's great. Fantastic. Sorry, sorry you can't I, spoil anything. I love anything. this game already. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or, or I'm sitting here talking about, like, Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D because I happen to be playing it because I don't play any new games, and the other two guys are like, uh, dude, we're up to Doom 3. Not even. We're up to freaking Crisis. And I'm saying, oh, Wolfenstein 3D, and you can kill Nazis. Yeah. So this will give us something to all talk about. Um, and, and, and maybe an opportunity for you to go back and play old games and come up with your own comments or anything. Not as if you write in any way, but we do have a mailbag. What is it? Uh, mailbag at trygames.net. How do you spell it? M-A-I-L slash M-A-L-E-B-A-G at trygames.net. 
Yes, for for anybody who's slow and don't understand what Al just did there, and if Hopefully you did, don't have any. Then, I, then I should punch you um, for not understanding what he did there. But what he meant is you could spell it mailbag as an M-A-I-L-B-A-G, or mailbag as in, you know, your sack, M-A-L-E-B-A-G, both at the same domain name, um, just to clarify for the dunces out there. So both of them work, both of them get our mail, and, like, you can send in your comments, you can send in your questions, and once we start this whole uh Game spiel. I have no idea what we're gonna call it yet. I've been calling it game spiel on my blog, but it doesn't. That's not. That's not gonna stick. Um, that whole segment, you can start writing in, and at the very least, it'll give you something to actually talk about instead of trying to think of. Oh, I don't know what they're gonna talk about this week. Let me just think of a random question. Oh, I can't think of any random questions, so I'm not gonna send in anything. At least this time, you know we're gonna talk about a game, and you can play it, and you can tell us, "I hate this game. Why are you talking about it?" Or you can tell us, "I love this game, and if you guys talk shit about it, I'm never gonna listen to you guys again." Which will put us down one listener and put us down to two remaining. So, anyway, um, where do we find hair playing guitars? Uh, I don't know. But once I find out, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> but in the meantime, you can go to xlm2k.blogspot.com and leave a comment on my John Petrucci video from August. Oh, I know what I could do. I could put up a video that I took and I put on Facebook that nobody said anything about and so I can have it on Blogspot and have nobody say anything about it. Why Did, not? Didn't I comment on it? I don't know. I'm I pretty sure I commented on, on on Oh no, I was going to then I thought the better of it because I was I was going to I was going to tease you for um playing something that sounded like the Halo theme song but I decided against it because I didn't I didn't want to piss you off. Oh, I I, I, I There's a, there's know. a part of your riff where it sounds a little bit like Halo. Oh, which, really? which 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 made me go like, oh my god, that's kind of awesome! It sounds like Halo. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what the Halo. Dude I was like, he doesn't like, like right Halo, now. so I should stop. Um, where do we find Pete? I believe it's Facebook.com/slash Riven R Y V V N. It's not yep. it's not G S Riven, right? It's just Riven. Just Riven. Okay, DrFishyPants.com is the blog of a doctor and a fish mutated into one, kind of like Mr. Sparkle is a light bulb in a fish, but Mr. Sparkle, Mr. Sparkle can't save your life while Brian. I mean, Dr. Fishy Pants can. Um, friend of the site wrote a review for one for us a couple of months, years, some time ago. Uh, he has a video on his blog now called Dr. Mario with Lyrics. He writes, <laughs> Dr. Mario has always been one of my favorite puzzle games. The formula never changes much, and it isn't a particularly complex game. But it's enjoyable enough that I keep going back to it for a few minutes every now and then. A couple of YouTube users collaborated on a hilarious video where they put... Lyrics to the Dr. Mario theme song. I just thought I'd share. So go to drfishypants.com. You can watch it there. Also, he's a doctor. Um, last but not least, you can... Shit, I forgot what we pimp. Um, we pimp uh, our site. Yes. You could go to trygames.net and read my God of War for PSP review, <laughs> which I posted like a month and a half ago. Um, that is... Uh, sure. Is... Shark vs. Octopus. Shark versus Octopus, that's right. Shark versus Octopus. The versus is not spelled out. It's just... No, it is. It is. Wait, wait. I... <laughs> yes, yes the versus is. is... <laughs> Shark versus Octopus. The versus is spelled out. You'll want to put the www before it because for some reason it doesn't work. And I've tried to fix it and it doesn't work. But www.sharkversusoctopus.com is where you want to go for salvation. And if you don't go there, then your life is pretty much meaningless. But... That's your own choice to make. Okay, uh, so yeah, for Pete... Oh, wait, he's not here. What'd you say? Nope. I'm laughing. Oh. <laughs> for Al. Uh, that was funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
Thank you, I'm Captain Obvious. That's right, Pratt. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm yes. I what? Time to go. Yeah, and you're uh, Mr. Chupon. Your host, Mr. Chupon Austin. And Pete will be back next week, and you know, send in some mail uh, stuff. Yeah. All right, bye. They shit out, son. <laughs> <laughs>